morning glory hallelujah to you what the heck's your story and what's going through you this is the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show i'm your host pat renwick give it up for yourself bass galaxy hello happy wednesday happy wednesday we are we're, we're beyond elated tonight because uh, uh first off ladies and gentlemen my co-host the one and only ryan popcorn whitaker Ryan Pop Cornelius Whitaker. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? How are you doing, Ryan? You're recovering from the sports show yeah, in sports Chicago. Show it was it was amazing. Welcome to the show. Ryan Whitaker, back for season nine. Skateboarder, bass fisherman, lure designer, uh, guide, derber, and uh, back as co-host of Straight Cast. Welcome back, Ryan. Thank you. Happy to be back. Ryan, tonight is a huge night here on Straight Cast, and I know... Yes. You're always uh, beyond honored to be part of this. Uh, we have the one and only Rick Clun returning to the show tonight, folks. The one and only Rick Clun. Yes. Yes, he's a derper. <laughs> the grand inspirer celebrating 50 years of tournament bass fishing this year. So awesome. Wow. Wow. Um, it doesn't stop there, Bass Galaxy. I um I gotta tell you, um, we went a little overboard tonight, and uh we have a whole it's a little different show. We've we've done uh some interviews with with Rick Clun that um we're very fond of, and we went over a lot of history with Rick Clun. And kind of this week, we're gonna try and make a fun show for Rick, is what we're gonna do on this episode of Rick Clun this time or our Rick Clun episode this time around. So uh, we have the one and only, for the first time ever on Stray Cast, Melissa Clun, joining the Stray Cast show as well tonight. Yes, Melissa Clun, for the first time ever. Ask Alex. Nice. Yes. Melissa, I, there's a lot to learn about her. She's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to learn about Melissa Clun. Melissa Clun, I'm, I'm excited about all this. Hey, um, get this. Uh, we also have a new segment worked up um and it's called ask rick clun anything wow yeah you can ask rick clun anything and what we have is a uh possibly there's some problems over there but possibly a bassmaster opens competitor uh we have a bassmaster elite series rookie a Bassmaster AOY, a Bassmaster Classic champion and friend tonight. And get this, you, a lucky member of the Bass Galaxy, can join the show tonight live through the magic of uh, producer Ginger Ninja and ask Rick Clun anything. You, a member of the Bass Galaxy, you're going to be chosen on it. Yes, yes. All you got to do is like and share the live Facebook feed. Then we put you in a randomizer. Take your Facebook page off of private so we can see who you are. Uh, like and share the live Facebook feed. Sorry to everybody um, uh, on the uh, on the other uh, avenues, the uh, electric avenue and the YouTube and the straightcast.net. But this is for the uh, Facebook live. Like and share it. Your chance to come on uh, with Rick and Melissa Clun tonight and ask them anything. What do you think about that, Ryan? Whittaker? That's an opportunity. That's that's pretty cool. I don't know. We're giving back. Straight awesome. cast paying it forward. Uh right there. Uh speaking of paying it forward, 
You know who's responsible uh, for paying it forward to the Bass Galaxy every gosh dang stray cash show? Who's that now? He's the best producer in the dang Bass Galaxy. It's the one and only. It's Andrew Ellenberger. He's a ginger ninja. Ginger. How you doing, bud? How are you? I, I'm, dude, I'm feeling good. Rick good. and Melissa are coming on the show with uh, the new segment, Ask Rick Clunenny. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good time, guys. You feeling Very good, Jen? You got yeah, everything Jen. in line? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I see you're in, you're in the conference room in Scranton uh, right now. Scranton, PA today, yeah. yep. And PA, I yeah. see right there. <laughs> For those watching. Are we, are we live on Froggy 901 or 109? Yes. Hey, Ginge, what do you what do you have us on now as far as broadcasting? I mean, I know we're on the Facebook Live, we're on the YouTube, we're on the straightcast.net. And then shortly after every episode, you what is the right word? Upload or download upload. to upload to every podcast platform in the uh, continental bass galaxy. Isn't that pretty much it? Pretty much it, yeah. You can find it anywhere you want. So the anywhere big ones are iTunes or Spotify, Amazon. So you can find it everywhere. Anywhere you're podding out. Correct. You can pod out to the pod it out. Hey guys, while I got you together here, um something uh something horrible happened in the in the bass fishing community and um a great loss with uh WKU angler Jonathan Bryan. Um we we our deepest condolences uh to to the entire fa- Brian family and and his friends and of course the WKU students and anglers, um, just just a just a horrible event and and our uh, our thoughts and prayers are with all of you uh, through yeah. through this tough time and and um, let's let's just always remember that um, to, uh, bass boats are fast yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, uh, our, our hearts, thoughts, and prayers out to, uh, the, the entire Jonathan Bryan family. We're sorry for, for your loss. So big deal right there. And, uh, I know a lot of people right along with the same sediments. Okay. On with the show guys. Yeah. Uh, I know uh, Jonathan, uh, would continue the, uh, the bass fishing tradition. Absolutely. For sure. Nice cool anglers. Hey, um, okay, uh, let's get to it. Um, hey, what do you say, uh, Andy Ellenberger? What do we have in the uh, in the mix over there? Oh, look at this! Look at this! Who knows where he could be? Vast Galaxy. It's the one and only Luke Foley, the Whiskey Gypsy. It looks like you are at the uh, home headquarters. Didn't I'm you? at home. I'm at you are, home. I, I can tell you're at home. Mr. Mr. Clun's going to be on, so I can't I can't be out in so the you're bar plan- or can't be. Yeah, I'm planning, hanging on every word. I yeah, I canceled you're, all plans. You're you're planning tonight. <laughs> so Foley, I guess you can get uh, get in on the deal tonight. Um, so if you like and share the live Facebook feed, you have a chance to come on at the end of the show and ask Rick Clun anything. So, Alls, I'm going to make you eligible for that. Is Courtney doing dishes back there? <laughs> I, I hear. What is she doing? Kim and Guido's story. Hey, <laughs> Courtney. Yeah, I hear. I hear rumbling back there. 
She's she's cooking dinner. Oh, okay. So yeah, she's shaking the tater tots right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. what she's <laughs> so get this, Foles. Here's your chance. Like and share the live Facebook feed, and you get a chance to come on the, at the end of the show. Anybody in the Bass Galaxy can come on and have a chance to ask Rick one anything. Also, as usual, Foles, as you know, the like and share contest, a big old tin cup whiskey box of fun right to your door. Compliments of Luke Foley and tin cup whiskey, the official brown liquor of Bassin. And, and last, but what is going on there? What is going She's on? She's around the water. Here, you guys, you got to stop making noise. Her, I got to tell Courtney to stop. Bring yeah, her over. You, you have to stop. Everybody Bring wants her you to stop here. right now, Courtney. Bring Just Courtney get over here. The clun is coming on, and you're yeah, making we're noise. Trying to run like down the, we're trying to run down the logistics of what we call business here <sighs> in passing talk shows. And Courtney's like, she's shaking the shake and bake. She's banging yeah. all kinds of dishes in there, shaking tater tots. I don't know what's going on. Clinkety There's clink, a lot going on. Taking Manhattan's. Did I don't call know. the old rubber band around the sprayer trick again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where were we, Foley? We got the uh, the like and share contest yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for the tin cup whiskey box of fun. It's amazing. All right. Every uh, every week on the Straight Cast Show, you get a chance to uh, get a, some good old goodness from Luke Foley, the Whiskey Gypsy. But get this: in honor of Rick Clun's new sunglasses partner, Waterland Sunglasses. Waterland Sunglasses is giving away any poly frame tonight to a lucky viewer uh, of the Stray Cash Show. Like and share the live Facebook feed for your chance to win. Foley, you can get in on two of those. You already got enough tin right. cup, but you can get in on I, two I, of those I, other deals. I got right a fair there. amount of tin cup, yeah. Hey, uh, so uh, Foles, while we got you here, let's run. Hey, uh, Ginge, you got any infomercial music? Like we can run down some stuff with Foley while we're here. Before we get into the official brown liquor of Bassin business, look at the size of that cup. Yikes. It's my steak. Hey, there's a lot of cool stuff going on right now in the Bass Galaxy. First off, uh, Omnia Fishing. Yeah. Omniafishing.com. Guess what? Omnia Fishing has 25% off all Berkeley products. All Berkeley products. Currently. No matter what you want, Chinch. Anything Berkeley. Fritz sides, dimes, coal sheds, Nessies, Maxent. Flatworms. Credits. It works. Bigger Finishers. Balls. All that. 25% off, Luke Foley. What do you think about those yapkas? That's a hell of a deal right there. Omniafishing.com. Hey, Ryan, you're a Derber, right? Yes, Foley, sir. you're a Derber, right? Yep. Can't I wait mean, to get I, back at it. I, I mean, I know you guys both know the uh, prowess, and Ryan is soon to know some more extreme prowess of the lithium battery. But, Ryan, tell us what the folks over at Impulse Lithium yeah, got going if, on right yeah, now. Yeah, if you're a Derber, Impulse Lithium has tournament rewards available. They're paying out $500 uh, for any win in, in eligible tournaments. Any, any battery you buy uh, from Impulse, go on their website, register, 24 volt, 36 volt, whatever. Register, and if you win a Derb, uh, if you're el- if that if that Derby is uh, within qualifications, you win 500 bucks. Impulse worthy. Simple. How much you win? 500 bucks. 500 bucks for using Impulse lithium batteries for derby that's all right ain't it folks oh yeah yeah you that's need to expense money anytime Just you know, lithium, <laughs> impulse lithium.com register on there win some money <laughs> hey uh luke foley you ever heard so, of white river knives i have those? i have yeah they're uh, they're one of the newest advertising partners here on straight cast ryan whitaker has the nine inch fillet knife 
right there. That's Ryan. Can, Ryan could be a hell of a hand model. You know yeah, what he, I mean? Yeah, he's really doing You see how he did that? Yeah, it was really Vanna White. I mean, it was so. It was so natural. Yeah. I didn't have room here. Ryan is handling the nine-inch white river. See when I have space. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it right there. <laughs> I like it right there. Hey, folks, uh, I got the M1 capper right here. This yeah. is my EDC, my everyday okay. carry right there. If you go to White River Knives backslash Stray, uh, there's all kinds of goodness there. Check it out. Custom knives straight out of Michigan. For every outdoor and indoor opportunity that a knife may bring. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't know where else to put it. I don't know where else to put it. Hey, uh, now to the man of the deal right here. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the Whiskey Gypsy. It's Luke Foley. And every week here on the Stray Cast Show, he comes aboard the crazy train and gives us the Tin Cup Mountain Whiskey Word of the week. And whenever you hear that word, you take a little sippy sippy of whatever you want to take a sippy sippy of. It, it could be a, a cafe con leche. It could be a nice cold Coca-Cola. Or Ryan Whitaker, it can be a tin cup mountain whiskey, the official brown liquor of Lassen. Luke Foley. Cheers. We have the legend Rick Clun on tonight. We have Melissa Clun on tonight. We have a Bassmaster Classic champion, an AOY. We have an elite rookie, uh, and we have a lucky Bass Galaxy viewer. What is the Tin Cup Whiskey Word of the Week? With all that being said, a legend, of course, legend. Because that's what you have in Mister Clun coming on. It can only be legend. It can only be legend because so, he's not of this earth. When <laughs> he is of another element, whenever he, he you, absolutely yeah, is the multiverse, whenever you hear the word like, uh, and and in Foley, we're thrown in the word clon too. That'd be great. Yeah. Whenever you I don't want to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. So Luke Foley <laughs> again is calling anybody off of work. So if you uh, if you hear the word clon or you hear the word legend, take a sip. And again, please. Sip responsibly whatever you choose to sip. And again, Luke Foley is calling everyone off work tomorrow. Slide in his DMs if you need assistance. Yeah, and for anyone counting, we're on nine already. So, oh, we are. Cheers. Yikes. Catch up, catch up. Hey, again, want to remind everybody your chance to talk to the legend tonight live here on the air. Uh, like and share the Facebook feed. Andrew Ellenberger, the Ginger Ninja, is going to bring you in through a randomizer to talk with Rick and Melissa Clun. Also, uh, we have uh, a Bassmaster Classic champion, AOI, elite rookie, coming on too with you. Hey, um, like and share the live Facebook feed, Tin Cup Whiskey, and Waterland Sunglasses. All that and a whole bunch of bass and goodness. Guys, you want to put the power poles down and get this deal going? Hang on, I'm liking and sharing. Absolutely. Are you in? Okay, go ahead. You're ill, you're in ineligible. I'm doing it. Is anyways. that a word? In illegible. You never know. That's a word. You can't, <laughs> can't wait if you don't play. Put the power poles down. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back with the legend himself, Mr. Rick Clun and Mrs. Melissa Clun. Be right back. There's a moment when you're faced with a challenge, and just solving the problem isn't good enough. Even if that means breaking the rules and shredding apart conventional ways of thinking. All in the name of creating something truly remarkable. With this much control at its command, we didn't stop with just one. 
we created two incredible trolling motors. Introducing the new Power Pole Move brushless trolling motor. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. Want to know the difference between power bait and other soft plastics? Ask the fish. Berkeley scientists have thousands of flavors tested on thousands of fish. Natural, man-made, every bait that's ever hit the water. No matter the shape, size, or color, power bait is the only one that is scientifically proven. Fish bite and will not let go. Omnia Premium Pro gives you the confidence to eliminate dead water on thousands of lakes across the U.S. Exclusively on the Omnia app, use 10 unique data layers containing critical real-time mapping information to see water temperature, water clarity, contours, lake bed hardness, and important weather data all in one place. Matched with Omnia's loyalty credit program on all your tackle and gear needs, this is the only app you need in your arsenal for success on the water. Realize your boat's potential with outboard performance accessories that improve the handling, speed, and economy of your boat. Find your perfect accessory from Bob's Machine. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. We're beyond honored right now, Bass Galaxy, to bring to you on the cusp of celebrating 50 years of bass fishing tournaments. Ladies and gentlemen, Bass Galaxy, we bring to you the one, the only legend, Mr. Ricky Quan. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Ryan. Hey, it's good to see you, Rick. Welcome back to the show. Well, thank you. Yeah, this is kind of a new version of it for me, too. So it's always something new, which is kind of good. Yeah, I, I, can you I hear like me? You. Okay. I can hear you oh, really yeah. good, Rick. You hear okay, loud and good. clear. Good. Loud and clear. And, and you look good there in the Rick Clun cap, too. I like it. The signature cap. Pretty cool, man. Hey, um, Rick, I got to tell you, it's pretty exciting for us as bass fishing fans. And uh, I'm sure you as well. 50 years of tournament angling. That's that's wild. Incredible. Wild. It's, it's, it's wild for me. I mean, it's uh, so, so <laughs> really beyond comprehension. I mean... Even when you say it, I just kind of almost, you know, myself can't believe it, uh, that I've been able to do something that you love to do and you still love uh, for that long. And, uh, and you know, so it's it's amazing. I, uh, I know it 
provokes a lot of questions because I'm not supposed to be doing something that long. Yeah. <laughs> <But I am>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of that, that, that's a perfect segue, Rick, because I call you the grand inspirer of, of bass fishing. Uh, I appreciate I, Well, you really are to so many. Um, but also there's a, there's a rock and roll band that have in, has inspired so many people throughout history and that's the rolling stones you heard of that little band haven't you rick i missed that era i hate to admit it <laughs> but you've heard no, it you I, know I, was, I was more into the cat stevens uh oh yeah i, I, I like it yeah. i like it well you, and, you uh, I, I like words that i can understand and back then rock and roll i really couldn't i was fishing I mean, yeah. Melissa even gets on me sometimes. Don't don't you know who that band is? And I go, no. She <laughs> reintroduced me to the Eagles, and I love the Eagles, but I don't really. Until she reintroduced me to them, I could have heard her song, and I couldn't have told you who it was. Wow, and and especially like a band like the Rolling Stones, you can't understand half of the stuff they say anyway. <laughs> but but I mean, you know who Mick Jagger is, of course, right? I mean, I, come I on. Get, like, same pictures of him. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he. Uh, Kind of looks like I do on camera. <laughs> <laughs> he looks well, like he's been in the sun and the weather and the cold and the heat, you know, everything. Well, you're well seasoned, both of you. There's no doubt about that. That's what that's what happens. But the reason I bring all this up is the Rolling Stones have a song called Satisfaction. And in in the song says, I can't get no satisfaction. And in an interview after the Rolling Stones 50 years, they asked Mick Jagger if he had found satisfaction in his music career. So I ask you, Rick Klun, your 50 years so far of competitive bass fishing, have you found any form of satisfaction at this point? I, uh, I liken satisfaction to happiness, okay, we're entitled to the pursuit of it, but not to necessarily get it and hold it. And satisfaction is the same way. Uh, we're allowed to pursue it, and that's the key. Are you still pursuing it? Is he still pursuing it? I'm still pursuing, you know, yeah. satisfaction, happiness uh, in what I do. Uh, that's why, you know, I can say that I honestly still love to do what I do because what a lot of people don't know about Rick Klun is that I'm not a whole lot different than you. You know, I'm a learner. I'm a learner. So, yeah, I know a little bit about what I do, but I'm a learner. And the thing that I enjoy most that, and I get lost in still to this day when I'm fishing is, is, you know, the forever, you know, the forever, desire to understand it you know and that's it's constantly you know i'm trying to always continue to understand it and every time you know this and everybody you know talks about the new kind of fishing that's going on and the new methods but that's exciting to me because it's it shows me again that i am you always should continue to be a learner because so much of the new ideals are are displacing the the old ideas and uh, and and then probably better is that it's I sh I don't want to hear anything about it doing away with certain styles of fishing 
because that's essentially censoring knowledge. And I think that's a mistake. Uh, can you kind of watch out the, for the extremes at one end or other? Like, you know, let's use the Alabama rig for an example. Uh, you know, we immediately, everybody wanted to kind of outlaw it. And I, and I, but the extremes, should you have 15 baits on <laughs> you're trying to cast out there at one time? <laughs> kind of extreme. Okay. So, yeah, maybe we need to taper back on that. But as far as completely doing away with it, I think that's a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and there's a lot of evolution, of course, uh, in the sport right now. And obviously you've seen a tremendous amount of it. I found it interesting how you answered that question too, Rick, because it kind of did. Would you like to hear how, how, uh, how Mick Jagger answered that question if he'd found satisfaction? Yes, absolutely. So, I'm, I'm sure he has a tremendous amount of wisdom. Yeah. He, like well, he's been, he's been in, in his field a long time too. And he said he's emotionally or no, it says um, sexually and financially satisfied. He said, so financially okay. and sexually satisfied, he said, and emotionally and philosophically trying. That's how he uh, he emotionally and philosophically what trying. trying. So still oh, learning, yeah. in other words, still yeah. learning. And uh, well, you know, and it gets back to I think that's basically saying the same thing I said, or what our yeah. founding fathers said: we're entitled to life, liberty. But they didn't say happiness. They said <laughs> the pursuit of it. Excellent. Okay. You are that's beautiful. Yeah. Right. That's so beautiful. that's that's a lot of wisdom. And I think that's what he's basically saying with the emotional philosophical part. That that's never ending journey. <laughs> it's it's constant learning. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. Now here's another interesting part that I thought it was another answer to the question. They asked him when he's gonna retire. 50 years. When are you gonna retire, Mick Jagger? And he said. Come on, mate. Blues musicians keep just keep playing till they can't play no more. Blues <laughs> players play till they can't play no more. Do you relate to that? Uh, yes, I do. I, I think musicians, uh, I think that's something that's even closer to that you're, you're playing the language of God in fishing. <laughs> I've not heard but several very smart people that some of the mathematicians I've heard said that's the language of God. But I've heard musicians say the thing, same thing. And him being a musician, how can you retire from something that powerful? And something that's, uh, you know, that's, again, you know, our eyes show us certain beauty, but music gives allow our ears to, to, to know that same beauty. And uh, so fishing, I, Yes, I'm still that way in fishing. Uh, and it really gets back to what I said earlier. I'm still a learner. And retiring doesn't enter into the picture as long as I'm still learning. And uh, so, you know, as long and I still get lost in that, that journey and searching for, you know, figuring this, figuring it out. Because while I, you know, people are here listening, and I, everything I say is just my view of it. It's certainly not necessary, you know, the right view always. Uh, and I'm still searching for the right view. And that, I don't, I'm very, uh, I'm very, oh, Taoist or Buddhist in that area in the sense that as human beings, it's a mistake to remove yourself from life prematurely. 
you know, we should be contributing to those people around us, to our culture, to our tribe, to our society, till the day we die. Unfortunately, retirement is a tragedy the way it's been presented in this country. And, uh, and the tragedy is, it's okay, don't get me wrong, it's okay to retire if you've got something you want to go and do and, and something you haven't been able to do and retiring will allow you to do that. That's great. But if retiring means you don't have anything left to do, that's really sad because we have so many people. No, we have so many people out there that are incredibly gifted that are forced to retire, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. And you you say you keep you keep mentioning learning. And I love how you keep doing that, Rick. And and you've taught us before on this show many times and throughout your career that you you learn from mistakes as as cliche as that is. But you've also taught us that you learn in your career from other people's mistakes. Isn't that true, Mr. Klon? If you look through these 50 years of bass fishing, you kind of have to look at the whole thing as a perspective. Can you can you think of examples of a mistake you may have learned from and also a mistake that you may have seen someone else make and you learned from? You know, again, this is not going to be a great tip on how to catch fish uh, because we <laughs> okay. all make mistakes we all make mistakes in those areas but the saddest mistakes that I witnessed and that have reinforced something I don't want to be is the way we treat other people in the boat that's just a microcosm of the way we treat people in life and uh, and I've seen all levels of it you know I've seen successful people that they think they're very successful, but they think the only way they can be successful is to screw the partner in the boat. Wow. And I've seen, I've seen that and been aware of it. And, uh, and I just go, and this is early in my career. I said, I'm not going to do it that way. If I have to do it that way and not succeed, I'm just not going to succeed, but it convinced me. And now as time has gone by, I have observed equally successful people, that didn't, it wasn't at the expense of those other people. They elevated those other people with their success. Uh, you know, you know, Jerry McKinnis, Forrest Wood, uh, people sure. like that. Uh, they, they, they actually, you know, they were very successful and yet they elevated those around them as well. So that's probably the greatest. And I saw that early in my career as a tournament when I watched it, one angler went in the tournament and his mentor got out of the boat when they pulled up and his partner, this young angler that won, his partner got out and shook his hand and said, I've had a great day. And anyway, his partner walked off and this young angler who won the tournament, this mentor walked up and he said, uh, he said, if I ever again hear one of your partners shake your hand and say that he had a great day, you effed up. Wow. He said, never. He said, if you want to be their friend, you take them out to eat and then buy them some drinks at night. But when you're in that boat, you don't be their friend. And I, it stunned me. It really did. Interesting. And uh, so, that, I, so that's probably my, the biggest thing I've learned from other people, what I consider other people's mistakes, is how you treat those other people. And that just expands through the rest of life. Yeah, a variation of the golden rule, perhaps. I mean, Yes, it is. Uh, simply put. 
Amazing. The there's something I got to ask you about, Rick, and I need you to go back 50 years. Okay. Can you do that in the time machine right now? Maybe go back 50 years. And <laughs> this is, this it, is something. It, it was for a call of fish and a code. Yes. I don't know about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here's the deal. I remember you saying that when you started tournament fishing, that I, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but it I kind of interpreted it as maybe you didn't feel that you fit in and you had to try and fit the mold of a stereotypical fisherman that they wanted you to be. What, what, what is that? What does that mean? I don't know who you're referring to as who they want me to be. I don't either. Who I, who I want it to be. Okay. Uh, because I, I, my dad loved sports. I loved sports. I wasn't a great athlete, but at the same time, it's kind of Nacho Libre. Have you ever seen that movie, Nacho Libre? Yeah. Yeah. Where he's, where he's the priest and he's watching Ramses, the, the great famous wrestler. Yeah. And he invites us. He's telling this little nun, he says, I just want a little piece of the glory. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of the way I was. I watched other sports. I watched golfers and I watched football players and basketball players. And all of a sudden I watched Bobby Murray in 1973, I think. Not 73. No, it had to be earlier than that. 71, 72. Win the Bass National Classic. 71. And Lake Mead in Nevada. And, uh, and then it hit me. That's what I want to do. I, I want to to become, you know, that's and so I left something that was considered at that time the greatest job in the world, the second largest computing center on earth. Yeah. Only NASA was bigger. And um, you know, and insurance, retirement, and all those things that they, you know, that society says you should won't, and I and I was headed that way. And I left and I gave it all up and uh, and to go fishing. And uh, the and it did bother me for uh, for quite a while that, and again, it's another movie I watched, uh, Brother Where Art Thou? Yeah, uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. Where, where uh, he, he, his, his daughters come up to him after his wife had left him and said, and you're not bona fide. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so in fishing, fishing, I kind of worried about that early on because even when people asked me what I what I was doing, I would go, they didn't understand. There was no such thing as a professional angler. Uh, they would think you maybe ran a shrimp boat or yeah. you, you you caught catfish and sold them, you know. Uh, but uh, and then of course I remember one time in Lake uh, George in Florida in one of my very first tournaments going down there and pulling in this canal and I'm young, I'm in my late 20s, early 30s, pulling in this canal and this guy walks out and it's the middle of the week and I'm fishing and he goes what are you doing? And I said, well I'm fishing blah, blah, blah. and he goes how old are you? And I said, and he says what do you have for a job? And I go, this is it? And he goes, really? So why don't you go get a real job, son? You just, you know. <laughs> and, and so and everybody has kind of looked at it that way. And uh, yeah, I had heard. 
Uh, sorry to cut you off. I had heard a story uh, that your daughter had told um, about her, you know, the, the teacher asked her, you know, if you want to tell the story, go ahead. But I mean, the, the teacher no. asked, um, what does your dad do for a living? And, and she said, fisherman. She said, no, that's a hobby. What does he do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> the fisherman. Well, that, that had to have been brutal to try to explain to people that it's hard enough now. But I mean, at least now oh, yeah. you can look things up and say, yeah, there's some money you can make. But I mean, then it's like. Well, there, there is, but there's still not a lot. You guys know that. And right. I mean, I, I really feel for the English nowadays. One of the things I'm most grateful for in my career is that I didn't have a credit card. Wow. Because those credit cards just eat your lunch nowadays. And I mean, I, I went to a lot of. Too. Dangerous. Yeah, I went yeah. to a lot of tournaments with enough money to get there. But if I didn't win a check at the tournament, I didn't have enough to get back. I was going to have to stop and work on the way back home. That was still better, better than running up these huge bills. I think I look back on it. I'm, I, I'm kind of grateful for that, but uh, you know, and I guess my third year, I was fixing to fish my, the classic in 1976, the one I eventually won. And I was totally broke and I lost my house that we had built when I was still working for Exxon. And, uh, and by all, everything you can measure a human by, I was a failure, so, so socially speaking. And uh, I did, I'd lied to myself that I'd go back to, 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 to Exxon after three years at the business administration and college said, hey, you know, give it three years. And then if you don't work, I can do something else. And so I kind of lied to myself. That's what I do. But that, that, when that happened my third year and I was totally financially a failure by all the, all the measurements you can measure yourself by, uh, the, the strangest thing was I liked myself more than I'd ever liked myself in my whole life. Wow. And That's it just funny. hit me. It just hit me. I like myself. I'm not quitting. I'm not going back. That's awesome. And, and, and I ended up winning that classic in 76. And of course, you know how what that did. That turned out. Oh, there's no around. going back. And then not too bad yeah. the next year either. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you won in 77 also. Unreal. Right. Yes. I was 76. Always said, it's kind of pompous of me to say, but you remember back then the classics were all secret. We didn't know where we were going until we got 30,000 feet in the air. That's right. With 10,000. And, and when I figured out pattern fishing, and that's really when it hit home to me and how important and valuable it was i said if they hadn't changed the classics to telling us where we were going ahead of time i would have won every one of them because i was first first second and third and in the second and third ones they they had started telling us ahead of time where we were going i'm not against them doing that because certainly that was important to the growth of the sport sure fans could show up because they knew where you were at the media could show up but still at that time i said shoot because I look when they we'd be thirty thousand feet in the air and, I, and they'd nash that lake and I'd look at everybody on that plane. And I'm talking about the big names, and I saw how scared they were. I said, "I got you, I got you." Yeah. <laughs> you so sure? I knew I knew how to win them, and of course those were all fall events, and they were all yes, man-made lakes. So I, that was became a pretty easy pattern for me. And the uh, embarking on the. 50th year of tournament angling and looking back to what you just said. Hey, where's Melissa at? Is she in, is she in, uh, in range? Let's bring Melissa on. What do you say? Is she ready for her bass fishing talk show 
debut. Ladies and gentlemen, Bass Galaxy, we bring to you the one and only Melissa Klein. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. How are Hi. you doing? Uh, nervous as a whore in church. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, don't be nervous, okay? Because you're on the Stray Cash Show, and you shouldn't be nervous around me, Melissa. We talk enough where it's just, just imagine this as a phone conversation, but with uh, a gazillion people uh, watching and listening. Great. Thank you. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, well, I, I want to bring you um, aboard uh, for this part before we start talking more about this, because... Um, uh, obviously, you are just as a key of a factor in this embarking on this 50-year of tournament bass angling for Rick. Um, it's There has to be a lot of excitement for the two of you right now. This is a big deal, isn't it, Melissa? It's, it's definitely a big deal. I think it's probably <laughs> a bigger deal to me and the family than it is to Rick. Really? And I, and I told you when this all started, he, when we started actually calculating and we figured out that this was the 50th year, Rick didn't want to tell anybody. He wanted to keep it a secret. And I think a lot of it was because he didn't want to be asked 500 times if he was going to retire, because obviously it would be the perfect time to, to make an escape. There's really nothing he hasn't done. So the 50 years that for me to wrap my mind around that at my age, I was five years old when he started fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know. I mean, I know how long my life feels to me and to think that he has done one singular thing for that long is it's insane. It's and insane. It and he's no less motivated now than he was then he's, he's completely ate up with it. Um, Rick, let me ask you this. So Melissa said that maybe the family is more excited about this than you. Do you feel that you both have the same expectations of the season, though? Do you, Rick Klein, and your family have similar expectations of this 50 year? I would I would not think so. No, because I don't think anybody knows. I don't care who it is and what they do. If they had excelled at it, I don't, I'm not sure anybody, even the closest person to them, which she is to me, can really look inside your mind and your heart and, and know because it's been an evolution. You know, and I've been getting my butt kicked real bad here for three years. And uh, and it's it, it's made you question a lot of things, made me question a lot of things. But the one thing that, that it does has kind of told me at the same time is, uh, it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to change. Uh, you you can't continue. I, I'm amazed I've been able to do what I do and what I've been best at for that long. Let's say 45 years, I've been able to do exactly how I made myself, what I made myself become as an angler. And it still works, but there's kind of a better way out there to do it now. And, and you've got to face the facts. But that also provokes me wait a minute, you know, I've seen other great things come into this sport. Let's just use, and this is a smaller example, but when Dave Gleeby and Dee Thomas and them brought flipping to the sport, they, right. they, when, they, they, when they came east, they killed us. It was, they beat, beat, beat everybody by 25, 30 pounds <laughs> in a three-day tournament. Oh, yeah. Because we've never, we've never seen that technique. 
Yes, Dobbin. And finally, I, I, yeah, I made up my mind, and I just for Tommy Biffle who did, did the, the the underhand flip, and, and I said I can do that. And I said, and I can't do that technique as good as them, but I can find fish faster than them. And so I, I learned to use their technique and 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 grow and become better for it. And uh, and one, you know, my first Florida tournament, Okeechobee, I won doing that. So. I'm kind of looking at this forward facing the same way. I've had cataract surgery this, this fall. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to see my bait better on that forward facing than I ever have. I love it. I'm getting MB, I'm getting MBT to put in these giant screens as big as my one I'm looking at here on the front of my bow. Excellent. So I can see it, see that lure. So I'm I'm excited about learning. Now, am I naive? No, I'm not. <laughs> I know. I know there's I, there's a real art to that. Everybody wants to say it's cheating. It's not a good way to fish. There's an art to that. You can put all that $20,000 worth of equipment on your boat, but if you don't learn how to use it right, you're just wasting, you're just wasting your time and money. So now I'm excited about it. I, I'm, I'm not predicting anything, uh, but the main key is back to early on. It's an opportunity to learn. And, and really, we're learning so much bass behavior, especially deep water bass, that we were completely wrong on in most of my career. Yeah. Now, Rick, crazy. Rick, I got to ask you, you know, you just mentioned that when flipping came in, when D. Thomas brought flipping in, they were they were beating the hell out of everybody flipping. <laughs> what was the response to that from the anglers and from the fishing community back then with a dominant technique like that? Well... It didn't go mainstream as quick as, uh, as you know, the forward facing has. So in that way, it was completely different. It was still just a couple of individuals, and they were really very secretive about how, what the keys were to it. And so it took a lot more time for a few of us to figure out what the keys were to it. Uh, there were a few guys that wanted to, well, we, they can't have those eight-foot rods in the boat. They're too long, so we've got to limit them to six-foot. Yeah, you know, you hear the guys. Okay, are that's always what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody trying to come up oh, with something. Yeah. Some, right. right. So, yeah, you imagine if it. we had banned flipping. Imagine if we had banned a seven-foot or, at that time, probably seven, eight-foot flipping stick. We'd still be five, six pistols. Yeah. You're, oh, yeah, we'd still all have <laughs> elbows and wrists that are broken. from those, those <laughs> Like <six> Popeye. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, uh, we have to go back here over the 50 years and take a look at your tournament stats, Rick and Melissa. Wait till you hear these stats here. Now, we, you guys know Ronnie Moore. We probed him for some stats, some heavy probing of Ronnie Moore. He was probed. He was probed. And, uh, and I got to <laughs> tell you, Ryan found some stuff out about Rick that uh, there's some very impressive stats and you'll like this melissa yes so uh, yeah melissa you were talking calculations earlier this is going to fit in perfectly maybe it'll put you at ease a little more after hearing <laughs> okay, thank you. i'm just going <laughs> to drop some stats here that, that we worked out um rick you fished 496 tournaments um 16 this wins. is bass stats bass stats okay yes. gotcha gotcha yes. 496 bass tournaments okay uh, 16 wins Four of those were classics, by the way, uh, a record. Um, FYI, you've got thirteen thousand five hundred eighteen pounds of bass. But wait, there, how many pounds of 13, bass? Thirteen thousand five hundred eighteen pounds. Thirteen thousand five hundred eighteen pounds of bass over fifty years of BASS. 
Yes, sir. Yikes. Uh, $2,681,442 in tournament winnings. Not shabby. <laughs> Not shabby. To the penny. <laughs> to the penny. Yes. To the penny. Yes. <laughs> and what that comes out to, this stat is awesome. $198 a pound a bass times 13,518 pounds of bass. So wait, so each bass, each pound, each, each pound of bass, each pound of bass is worth what that Rick catches? $198, almost 200 bucks, 200 bucks a pound over 50 years. <laughs> you gotta think about the early days. So a four pounders an $800 bass, Rick. Yeah, that's, that's probably what tuna costs nowadays. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine sashimi. There's if no it, doubt, but that's impressive. It, yeah. I mean, pretty cool if you think about it, isn't it, Melissa? Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. And I just I got one more. We got, got one more to throw at you. So each tournament you've fished over these fifty years with bass, you've earned an average of five thousand four hundred six dollars. That's every five k a derb. You're getting the entry fee back. You're only in the negative, like about six k for now, each tournament. Again, right? you got to go back to the <laughs> early days when entry fees were a lot less. And That's true. Were a lot less. Yeah, you could uh, get in for an Arby's but, but, coupe. But the, class, but the classic wins were a lot less. That's <laughs> a true. Less. That's true. I mean, so in all four of my wins. Yeah, all four of my wins. One guy, one win. Now they 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 win, they win more money than I won in four. So <laughs> yeah, so it really is. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Pretty impressive, no matter what. We like to count bass professionals' money here on this show. I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> that's what we do. Hey, so here's what I like so far. First off, I love that you guys now have internet at the at the uh, Klon household. That's a mm -hmm. that's a big deal. You're stepping up with the time. It's a big deal. Yes, <laughs> I remember. What's that? Yeah, right? our college our college son will actually come home now. Because our internet, this link supports his gameplay. So, yeah. Well, I remember you doing stray cast shows, Rick, where you had to stand on an X on the balcony uh, just to get a signal to do the whole show. So, uh, this is a big leap, Mr. Klun. Big leap right here. And we're willing to try to make it. Uh, and thanks to Melissa, I mean, she's my inspiration to become more social media because I'm fairly. Uh, I, I, you know, I was the, I was one of the very, very, you know, this thing they called in COVID social distancing. I've been mm -hmm. doing that a long time, you know, <laughs> a long time, you know, yes, and, uh, you know, I've been out in the boat for 10 and 12 hours a day by myself. Nobody did have to say a, a word. And those are, I, I, I love, those are total, total opposite of now social media, you know, and again, thank you for the influencer. Uh, the uh, inspiration person yes. and not just influencer because we all know there's all kinds of influencing, some good, some bad. And, uh, you know, inspiring people is, is one of the other things that I think we're short on and, and we need to do more of that. Well, here's, here's what people I want to hear from you. Yeah, no doubt. And here's what I've since I feel very honored that, I've become friends with the both of you. It's a cool thing that happens to be a bass fishing talk show host. You don't become friends with all your guests, but we we I, I consider us friends. And what I, I think have, we feel the same way. Well, thank definitely you. we feel the same way. Thank you very much. And here's what I've figured out now that I've gotten to know the both of you a little bit more on a different level. That 
this um inspiration that Rick exudes, I believe you draw a lot of it, Rick, from the grand inspiration of your wife. And I'm being totally uh, serious. Well, was inspiration the right word? I don't know what the right <laughs> word is. <laughs> she, definitely, definitely, she pushes me. And yes. She, and, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, it may sound like a bad thing, but it's not because you got to remember. We're I, fishermen. I we got to get pushed. Yeah, somebody's got to get well, us out. And I've got to, you know, social media world is, is obviously a world that, you know, I'm way, way behind them. And Melissa's is a lot further along. I couldn't be doing this without her. She's put this whole thing together. She, she, she understands more about, you know, the way to do it. And, and, and again, at this stage in life, uh, you know, it's, I don't know how long everybody's going to know how long you can continue to do this. I cannot answer that. I don't know. It's a, it's a day to day, year to year thing, I but I know that. I don't want to ever leave fishing. And so we need to explore all the other possibilities. And she is really the big mover and all of that. And I, uh, uh, you but know, it's not really that for me though. What do you mean? I don't, I, I, I think people know who Rick Clung, the fisherman is, Mm-hmm. But my goal is to show Rick Clem the human being. Love it. I love it. When I first met him, I, I, I didn't really know what he did for a living. When people started kind of telling me who he was, it scared the crap out of me. Yikes! Um, but I live with him every day. I love that he lo- he does what he loves for a living. But I'm more concerned about the kind of human being that I live with and watching him over the 20, almost 27 years of our marriage, he doesn't just grow in bass fishing. He grows as a human being. He grows as a dad. He grows as a husband. He grows as a friend and you can be the most incredible bass fisherman in the world and not be a good person. And at the end of the day, if, what we do for social media teaches people how to fish, but also shows that Rick's a human being and he's flawed, but every day he gets up and he tries and he doesn't let age stand in his way. Then we've, we've accomplished something. And I think that's what we're going to try to do. Damn right. And and go ahead. Sorry, Rick. Go, go ahead. ahead. Well, no, I know. Ryan brought it up earlier about one of my daughters. And that's when it first hit me was when, in the teens, one of my daughters, I got back from being gone two or three weeks at tournaments, and y'all heard this story, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I know Melissa has. Yeah. And I, uh, she sat in my lap, and she always gave me the cold shoulder after I'd been gone a while. But she still sat in my lap. And I knew the fishing show was coming on, so I popped it on, and all of a sudden, and I knew I was going to be on the show. And we are watching the show, and all of a sudden, here I appear on the show. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. You know, she sits up in my lap and goes, Dad, Dad, look. Look, there's Rick Klein. And I go, and I thought it was funny. And then I realized yeah. that's a different person than whose lap she's sitting in to her. Yeah. That's Rick Klein. But the dad, so I had, and when I started thinking about it, I went, wow, that guy up there on TV, that Rick Klein guy is pretty damn good at what he does. <laughs> the guy <laughs> she's sitting in, is he as good? Can, is he as good a 
think person is that Rick Lynn is at fishing. And that's where, like Melissa said, then I really started. And I'm still working on it, you know, because families make so much sacrifice. Y'all heard that from every, every angler you've ever talked to. to, to it's just not what I do as fishermen. It's anybody that excels in, in making and surviving on this planet has to, has to really commit a lot of time and effort and sacrifice. And often it's the family that gets most of that in the beginning. In the beginning, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Throughout the evolution. Well, we are enjoying the fact that you're bringing this YouTube deal. You're showing us other sides of Rick Lund. Um, and, and then, like, I love the Balsa B3 thing you just did. That's one of my favorite baits of all time. The old Balsa B3 video. Um, love it on the YouTube. Also like that you're kind of, I don't know, how do I put this? Getting out there more with your sponsors? Um, and I just saw you had a real cool uh, post. You have uh, you have some new advertising, or not? We we have advertising partners. Bass fishermen have sponsors. <laughs> yeah, well, still it's all the same, isn't it, Rick? Basically, yes. um, you you have some new sponsors uh, this year, and um, we have a mutual sponsor now at uh, Waterland Sunglasses, and also you picked up the Six Sense. So congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. So get no, this. I, uh, yeah, I, I would be a miss. Rick. I have, go ahead. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, Zach, Zach wants us to, and we're, and I'll tell you what the finest, uh, opportunity. Well, there's a couple of fine opportunities tonight, but all you have to do is like, and share this Facebook feed, Rick. I don't know if you know this and you can do it too. What the heck? And you can be eligible to win a pair of Waterland sunglasses, compliments of uh, Rick and Melissa Klun and Waterland sunglasses. So like and share the live Facebook feed. Also, before we get going, uh, in the randomizer at the end of the show, we are also going to pick a lucky viewer from the Facebook audience to come on and ask uh, Rick and Melissa anything in our Rick Ask Rick Klun Anything segment. So Rick, we got, so I tried to make it fun for you tonight. So I got a Bassmaster classic champion, his buddy. I have a, a Bassmaster AOY. I have a Bassmaster elite series rookie. Uh, I have an opens competitor and they all get to ask you guys anything later. Woo. Yeah. Okay. They get to ask you anything, but you get to ask them anything too, to make it fair. <laughs> so it's a new game show. It's called ask Rick Clun anything we got going right here here's the deal so um i mean we're excited about the new about the new uh 24 year you got uh waterland you got six cents what else is brewing with you rick i saw something about the trickster yes the trickster is what i'm bringing back to you know because it's my all-time favorite spinner bait it's the one i've caught the one the last that last tournament at st john's river in 2019 And uh, and we're actually we're going to be back there, and that will be my 500th tournament this coming year. We'll the St. John is the 500. Yeah, and wow. and so that's going to be a trickster tournament because uh, and who knows, you know how fish are. I might not get a bite on it, but you know you'll it, be chunking it, it. It's always been, you know, my theory on spinnerbaits is the more water displacement those blades make, the bigger your bass is going to hit, and it's always proven out for me. So yeah, that's one of them, and. Uh, and like you said, Sixth Sense, uh, we're working together on rods and 
doing some soft plastic, some soft plastic stuff. Whoops. That might have been a secret. But oh, anyway, well. no, it's <laughs> a but uh, and and the, and the sunglasses. Everybody talks about sunglasses, but you know, I went to survival school, and one of the key reasons I went to those schools was not to become a better survivor, but was to increase my awareness. So eyes, hearing, you know, sound, taste. In, in all these things. And, 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 I, and I just already told you I had cataract surgery because I'm trying to improve how important eyes are in fishing. Even before forward facing, sunglasses allowed you to see objects under the water that most people didn't cast at. Everybody cast at what they can see. And so why not, why not in helping and increasing those awareness skills, sight, that you use the best sunglasses you can use? I mean, that's our above water vision. And even when it comes to forward facing, you know, and the most critical guy talking about it to me, I'll go, okay, let me ask you. If I could give you underwater the same eyes that you have above water, would you turn it down? Uh-huh. None of you will tell you no. And <laughs> that's essentially, right. that's what we're, we're trying to, you know, sunglasses has always allowed us to do that. And they're still ultra, ultra important when it comes to fishing. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Well, will we see any Rick Clun signature series from Waterland, do you think, maybe on the shades? Melissa's got yeah. her fingers crossed. You'll have to talk to Zach and Melissa about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be awesome. We need some Rick Clun frames, uh, no doubt about it. Hey, uh, Rick, let's talk about Melissa. What do you think? Let me ask you let's a question. Don't. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Then we will. Yeah, that's great. Okay. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have No, no, go but ahead. My eye look as red as I do on this picture here. Well, it only yeah. you sometimes it looks like you're blushing when when uh, when Melissa when Melissa came on you blushed. Actually, yeah, no, and uh, but anyway, I've been I've got a new boat. You know, you're breaking it in. Oh, I've nice. been hiding. I had an in house with all the cold weather. Once you get okay. out in the sun, it hits you pretty quick. So I'm trying to give myself an excuse for <laughs> looking pink here. Okay, go ahead. You're running. Well, yeah, the- I, I only have ahead, a four Ryan. inch. I only have a four inch screen here, and I'm colorblind. You look perfect to me. You, you really look good. Yeah, I got good color, Rick. I just noticed you blushed a little more when your wife came on, like you were excited to be sitting next to her. No, he's just afraid of what I'm going to say. Probably. No, no, I, I'm really, really not. She's very. She, she is. She's a master of all trades. Oh, really, we, we won't doubt it. Now, here's this is what I got to tell you. Now, I so way back. You, you've Melissa said to me, she said, Pat, I've been around Rick a long time. She said, now as a bass fishing fan, I have to think about when I first heard of Melissa Clun and now I'm going back, Rick and Melissa to the times when internet was still dial up. Right. And we didn't have a lot of information out there. So I think about, it must have been 1998, maybe, 99. Start hearing about Melissa Clun. Now, bass fishing fans on chat boards, we had chat boards back then, Rick. It wasn't social media. You know, we were on a chat board chatting along, and we heard that Melissa Clun, now no disrespect, and this is actually a good thing in my eyes, that um, Rick had hooked up with um, an Indian priestess. Oh, my God. A forest forest priestess to help him enhance his bass fishing skills, and he fell in love with her. 
Mm, now those are, yep. those are things we heard on the bass fishing chat board. Now you are very nearly that interesting, Pat. You're very mysterious. You're intriguing, no, Melissa. Uh, I must I, say. I, I, you know the old saying: If you're a shaman, you a shaman will never tell you they're a shaman. That is true. Or if you're a priest, a princess, they will never tell you they are. And that's the only way you know they are is when they say they're not. So. Yeah, I see. I can see. I, I, can I am not Native American either. Okay. I am seventy-four percent Irish. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can still be a priestess. I don't care. Okay. You're our priestess of Bassin, okay? Whether you like it or not. <laughs> and she does have that effect, whatever y'all say that effect is. Well, tell us the story. What's the story of how you guys hooked up? Let's set the chat board straight here. Yeah, let's set these BBC boards straight. <laughs> How'd you guys hook up? What's the story? There's obviously a little age difference here. I, I happen to know. There's 20, 22 years. 22 years. Yep. Good job. Randy. And um, I was married to a friend of Randy Blockett's. Interesting. The Reverend Randy. <laughs> so I came to a tournament on Grand Lake after pre-practicing, I believe with Randy for that tournament. I can't remember there. I, I, yeah, I know it's crazy, but Randy's, parents owned a trailer on in Grove, Oklahoma on Grand Lake. And I came with some friends and I can just remember pulling up in front of this trailer and there was this guy sitting in his bass boat working on his tackle. And he had the prettiest blue eyes and the tannest skinny legs I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> and it was like, I was struck by lightning. I had, it was, I, I never believed in love at first sight, but that was pretty stinking close to it. That's outstanding. Yeah, and, that, and that's, uh, uh, it, it was identically the same for me. I was struck by something immediately. And I just, she was from that, from that day to now, she was in my mind, my heart and everything else. Instead. And I think hope always will be. And uh, we confused the heck out of our parents because they're my age. <laughs> Everyone in our lives were completely confused by it. But it was just one of those magnetic things. We rocked everybody's world around us to be together. But when you fall in love, that's sometimes that's just what happens. Yeah, yeah it is. And that's been now, surprisingly, almost 27 years. 27 years. So yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, wow. it's been a minute. It's lasted a few it's years. Been a minute, yeah. the, and, and, you know, Rick, Rick always referred to himself as maybe not the most stereotypical fisherman at, at the time. You two were certainly not the most stereotypical or you're not the most stereotypical bass fishing wife at the no. time either. Bass and wife, you know, kind of a different no, mold. Definitely. And my presence wasn't exactly welcomed either. Really? The what do you mean? No. Why? Just with, with other with other wives. No, with other wives. I I think when Rick was so established, Rick was who he was, and for me to come into his life was, I think it threatened people. I actually had someone, and I don't remember who it is, so please don't remind me. Someone from California, I believe it was a friend of Rick's, called me when he was gone to a tournament. 
to explain to me that I didn't know who he was and that I really didn't have a right to be in his life because what? if I ever didn't, yeah, that if I ever did anything to change who he was, that everyone would hate me. So yeah, in a microcosmic example, uh, we in fishing were kind of the same thing that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. There you go. We, had that, we kind of had that effect. <laughs> in the Bassin world back in yeah, the day. It's going to ruin him. He's never going to be able to exactly. You know, so it, it wouldn't last. It's not going to last. You know, and like we said, it's twenty-seven years, and yeah. we've tested it. But that's good because I like a, I, sure. I like a strong woman. She's definitely yeah, right. yeah. I mean, in a hundred percent evident. Um, you know, Rick, I I could I could tell you and I spent the day on the water at Seminole, and you had a tough tough day out there. It's a tough Durban day, and. When Melissa was waiting for you on the bank, um, I saw the same gleam out of you that I saw every time you put a keeper in the box, if that makes any <laughs> sense. So, <laughs> yeah. Are so you she saying was, she's a keeper? I will agree. Well, 100% she's yeah. a keeper. That's evident. Yeah, but I mean, you had that. So it was, just, it was a tough day. It was a tough Durban day. If you remember, you were just starting. You had a better day, too, at Seminole. You started to figure some stuff out at the end of the day, I remember as an observer. Um, but I mean, you, so you weren't necessary. you were in a good mood and everything, but you, you just weren't, let's go back to the beginning of the show, satisfied as I may say. And then you see Melissa at the bank and it's like, ah, Rick lit up again. You got a second wind. I, I, it was evident and clear. It really was. I noticed, I noticed it's pretty cool. Well, no, and I, that's true. You know, one of the biggest moments of my career was when I caught that, in 2016, when I had that 30 plus pound string on this third day of the of the St. John's tournament. Yes, and Melissa and them were flying in and I called and said, Where are you at? Where are you at? I got a giant string today. They weren't there yet at Palatka. And she says, We just landed. And I said, Get here as quick as you can. I have a giant string. And I so I stalled, you know, I pulled in and checked checked in, but I didn't go to the to the doctor to take my fish out. And they kept going, Rick, there's only 10 people left. You got to get up here and take your fish out and get ready to weigh in. And I'm looking for them and looking for them. And the first thing I finally see is River, my youngest son, had had one of my jerseys on. And I seen him running through these thousands of people fighting yes. his way down. Yes. I can't tell you talk about the energy that that gave me. And, of course, Melissa is shy. and she I couldn't find her. I got on stage and she was hiding under a tree right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are moments you don't ever forget. Oh, yeah. I mean – unreal what uh, talk about the energy and and bass and, and melissa i know you figured this out early there's i don't know if there's a sport like bass fishing where there's the highest highs and the lowest lows and i know you experienced them both with rick throughout these these years and um can you give me an example in your eyes melissa of a a high high and a low low in your husband's career of bass fishing since you've been involved? Uh, high highs would probably be the the wins in 16 and 19. Yeah. I just think there'd been um, a lull maybe if we want to say that out loud leading up to that and at his age and everything that happened with 
MLF. Those wins were at mentally just the right time and in just the right way. And I think those were for us, especially really special. And as far as a low, I would probably say the first year he didn't make the classic. That was tough. That was really tough. But I think the one thing I've learned over the years, it's, it's not exactly disconnecting myself from it, but it's not letting the high highs and the low lows affect me because I have to treat him exactly the same no matter what, because it's not fair to be better to your man when he's fishing better and be hateful to him when he's not. That doesn't make any sense. That's you've got, you've got to spiritually, physically work that out within your own mind as a wife. You got to yeah. treat him the same all the time. Amazing. Yeah. Amazingly said. Love it. I love it. The, uh, this is about to be a huge year of, of let's just call it celebration. The celebration of Rick Clun and the bass Rick versus the bass in Durban for 50 years. I mean, if you think about it, it's just you, it's you and the fish, Rick. It's is what you really got to concentrate on in 24 for success. The more in the box, the better you do. Right? Well, well, yes, I don't look at it that way. I never will. I Um, knew you wouldn't. (laughs) But every time we live on a beautiful creek here and eagles fly by on a daily basis and times I've on TV or something, I watch those bears standing out in those rivers up in Alaska grabbing salmon. I I, I figured out a long time ago. I'm not not a whole lot different than them. I don't exist without this fish. That's right. If, they, if that eagle can't get those fish, he doesn't exist. And if that bear can't get those fish, it's going to be hard for him to exist. And I'm no different than they are. That fish is giving me so much. And and I owe it something, and I can I will never be able to repay back to it. You know what what it's done. You know, thank goodness for catch and release, and and all of those things, and cleaning it, and helping bass fishermen and bass federation guys who deserve so much credit help cleaning up the waters. So I I look at it more in that respect that this is, you know, it's been an incredible uh, partner of mine in what I do, and I. You know, Yes, yeah, sent a lot for me, but I owe it a lot as well. Yeah. I mean, it's... A, I don't think about it in terms of pounds. 13,000 pounds, you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 13,518, but who's counting? That's a yeah. lot of mathematizing yeah. right there. I think you have <laughs> given back, Rick. I, I know you say you don't think you've given back, but I think through your influence on the bass fishing world, and just as you're saying, uh, promoting catch and release, you know, your career running through the catch and release push and promoting that. I think you have given back. I think, I think that's, that's what you needed to do. And you did it. Well, in fishing and in that, in the really the greatest gift I see from fishing. And yes, I've been part of that. And hopefully like Pat says, and inspiring that is that the most important connection us as a human species that, and 
and we're losing it, that we need to maintain is that connection to nature. And fishing is the last remaining vehicle for the masses to maintain that connection. And that's what's thrilled me more than anything else about these high school anglers and these college anglers. Yeah. You've got so many of them now that have this vehicle called fishing that will keep them connected to nature. And in doing so, they will they'll be the ones that will work the hardest to protect it. That's absolutely amazing. Amazing. Hey, uh, what do you say? Uh, we have a little fun, Rick and Melissa. Yes, yeah. let's get all Let, let's, so serious. Let's, no, I mean, I've been having a great time the whole time, but I mean, let's let's just goof <laughs> off. What do you say? We just goof off now. Are you okay. ready? You want to be goof yes. off with me? All right, well, let's let's play a game show. I don't think we've ever played a game show with Rick Klein. In the history of of uh, of stray cats, but this is just a, so. you know this is a this is a, like a different kind of show, and we're happy to have Melissa here too. And this is called Ask Rick Clun Anything. Ask Rick Clun Anything. All right, Ginger, we got any Ask Rick Clun Anything uh, game show music? Ah, yes, it's time to play Rick and Melissa Clun. Where we have a uh, Bassmaster Elite Series rookie, a Bassmaster Classic champion, his friend, and a Bassmaster AOI. And of course, you, a lucky member of the Facebook audience. All you got to do is like and share the Facebook feed if you haven't already. So the first contestant on Ask Rick Clun Anything, who does the Ginger Ninja Andrew Ellenberger, Stray Cast producer, have lined up for us here first? Who could it be? Let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Bassmaster Elite Series rookie Ben Milliken. Hello, Ben. What's going on, guys? How are hey, you doing? Hey, hey. I'm doing great. I'm honored to even be sharing the same screen as the great Rick Club. Amazing. <laughs> and you guys are teamies. Okay. Very yes. exciting. We can't wait. I have a question for him first. Oh, okay. wow. Okay, go, Clem. Go. Uh, am I still the Earth Warrior? Oh, 100%. Melissa <laughs> <laughs> well, pulled up that, that interview. You, you and your buddy came up to me, and it's been a few years back, and y'all brought that up. So. We did. That yeah. was the very I don't know first. You Absolutely. That was the uh, the highlight. That was my first Bassmaster Classic I attended at Grand Lake in 2013, and we were lucky enough to find Mr. Clun uh, at the, uh, I believe it was the Wright and McGill booth we came in. We, oh, we yeah. Had, we had flipped through the program and we found this awesome playing card looking picture. Oh, I remember it. Yeah. Kind of drawn yeah. up with Rick as the earth yeah. warrior. Yes. And we brought that up to him and uh, talked to him and he was, he was kind enough to, uh, you know, put up with our shenanigans at the younger <laughs> age and impairment that we uh, might've been in at that point and uh, <laughs> signed it for us. And we got a good picture and everything. That's outstanding. Good. Does that interview still live on the YouTubes? I found it the other day. You did? No, wow. no you guys. And, it was more you guys in the parking lot teasing about. Oh Rick God! Rick. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's an oldie. Oh, what year is oldie. this? Oh, it, oh, it was the classic. I mean, 
Yeah, that that was the classic. But the video that we talked about it, we were also very impaired, and it was one of the first Melican fishing <laughs> videos ever. <laughs> um, okay, so so right off the bat, Rick Klun changes the rules, which he should because he's right. Rick Klun, and he asks the question first. I love it. Uh, so point goes to Rick and Melissa Klun <laughs> so far in the Ask Rick Klun Anything Game Show. Touche, Mister Klun and Melissa. Boom, he bops Mill. He chirped Milliken right away. He chirped your greenhorn. That's the rookie, the freshman. You got to haze him, Rick. Seriously. Haze the guy. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm ready for this now. Okay, Ben, bring it on. Okay, Brett, you got to ask, ask, ask Rick Lund anything, Ben Milliken. All right, Rick. So, in all the years traveling around fishing Bay SS, obviously you've seen everything from the start, all the different changes that have been going along. And me, my first year, I'll be on the Elite Series. Last year was kind of my first year doing this full-time professional touring angler lifestyle. And you get so busy and all you can think about is the next cast, the next day, how you're going to make it through that next day. What is the one thing in all of your years traveling around fishing these tournaments that um, you would advise someone in my situation not to take for granted? Ooh. Well, my biggest advice is that, uh, and this often gets lost and lost fairly quickly, is because you are in a, a situation where finances and economics play a big role. Uh, and yet at the same time, uh, I can tell and just by studying you and observing you that the main reason you do it even now is the love of it. And, uh, and so, you know, sponsors are important and there's no doubt you have to have them and, uh, but never allow them to become more important than you. And what I mean by that is ultimately what's the most important with any angler is your own performance. Performance is what dictates your survival long-term. Uh, you know, yes, social media plays a role and all these other things you do to promote yourself play a role. And then they, and they, and of course, ever sponsors, it's, everyone you get is a little invisible string, okay? And then there's another one and another one. And eventually you become this little puppet, you know, that gets yanked around. <laughs> this one starts yanking over here and yanking, and you're just like one of these little puppets you see. And, uh, and yes, that's part of it, but you can never allow them to interfere any of that, that jerking and, and, and trying to get you to do this and do that. And, and there's, they'll have their own philosophies about how it should be done, but never allow it to interfere with your, your you continue to develop your performance. And you've done a good job in my short time being around you of doing that. And, and that's still primary number one all this other is important but n never let that become less than number one awesome Great. really appreciate that that's a really helpful answer i uh, i love it i uh i think you guys should go do a forward face and uh sonar video together <laughs> out there with randy blocking well, so you rick randy <laughs> and ben milliken in the same boat forward facing that, together that, just three that, happy that, guys that would, that would be interesting i yeah. uh I, uh, Randy and I will always be good friends, but just like the rest of the world, we have different views on a lot of things. That's okay. Uh, 
but I, I you know, the one, my biggest failing, and that Ben, I'm going to pick his brain at, and I, I, I'll, I'll you know, offer him to do the same with me on something, but is my biggest failing is that I've been a power angler my whole career. And now, obviously, with forward facing, uh, that doesn't seem like a power technique to me. In other words, the guy's sitting there in his chair with a spinning rod in his hand all day looking down. And and that, that's just a bad observation on my part. But my body goes, my 77-year-old body goes, damn, that's great. Just sit down, <laughs> put that little hand <laughs> on. You're not making 2,000 casts today like you have to think you have to every day. Right up your alley, you know? right? Yeah. But my brain still won't let me do it. So I need to get with some people. And that's one area. But the other area is the bait that's always fitted in. And Byron Velvet introduced me to this a long time ago are swim baits and glide baits. And how, and the sport has evolved from, hey, you, in the old days, catch one five pounder and then you get a limit. Nowadays, you better have all five pounders, mm-hmm. especially on the good lakes we fish. And so that swim bait brought that in when we went to Clear Lake and some of these lakes where you know you can. You were catching ten pounders, uh, and and that fits my style, my you know of, of power. But the one part of me it doesn't fit is the speed I fish at, and that I've had to change in 2016, 2019. I won both of those tournaments because I buried my power pose in the mud, and went dissecting area instead of blowing through it in five minutes. Yeah. So, and I know him with swim base that that's there's a lot of knowledge there. 100%. You guys got a lot to learn from each other, I think. I'm happy that you're Six Sense uh, Waterland teammates now. I'm looking forward yeah. to a relationship with you two. Heck yeah, maybe we'll get out on the water one of these days. Yeah, no. That's, I love it. You know, like I said, I, uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and of course, that, you know, you've been in the sport long enough. That's a delicate process, okay? It's, uh, and uh, I don't know Ben, so I'm, I'm not including Ben in this one. But, you know, of all the years, one of the questions I get asked is, who do you trust most of the other anglers? Now, outside of my brother, Randy Pite, who no longer fishes, the only one I really trust 100%, and, I, and, and I'm talking about a lot of good friends, and I'm not, this is not a critique, because I understand. It's Hero Mori. I never caught him once. Twisting the truth. Friends even twist the truth <laughs> a little bit, you know. Right. You you admire that friend because you think, well, if I tell him everything, these guys are sharp. They're sharp nowadays. They uh, they if you tell them a little tiny bit, they can beat you with. So it really makes you, because of fear, protect it more. And so and that's 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 okay as long as you both understand. Okay, this is what we're willing to do, and this is what you know how this works, and you know so. so he just wants some of your secrets, Ben. Not <laughs> all. Yeah. I just want a little piece of the swim bait glory. That's yeah. all. <laughs> well, hey, uh, Ben, uh, Rick's got one of those giant 60-inch forward-facing screens now on the front of the nitro. So it's 62-inch. Sorry, but that's 62-inch. I think it's 22-22. I was uh, glorifying this for the talk shows. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, uh, that, so Rick's serious about it, Benny. He's serious about the FFS. Yeah, it's 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 awesome, and, and it's funny that you just said that about um, it being such a spinning rod dominant technique with forward facing. And I definitely I agree with that. But I felt like an old man this season fishing against some of the guys in the opens because 
you know, I'm 34 years old and I'm substantially older than everyone that qualified. And there's got, you know, Trey McKinney's 18. So there's JT's 21. He won Angler of the Year. And uh, one thing I really learned from them um, down here in Texas, when I'm doing the forward facing sonar thing, I am throwing spinning rod techniques with a lot of three inch baits. And I feel like these Florida strains are so much more in tune and finicky and difficult to catch um, and are more visual feeders. And for whatever reason, are just better with their lateral lines and all different types of water conditions. So I catch them really good on the, the small stuff and spinning rod. But what these guys taught me and what I saw repeatedly was they were catching them better than me and as good as me um, using traditional techniques like throwing a jig, throwing a big drop shot, uh, big power fishing techniques in places where traditionally you would never think that a forward facing sonar would be really applicable. Uh, and they were whooping me with it. So, I mean, I think we, it's, it's, you're, you're an angler that I always looked up to because you're always learning and changing and evolving. And, uh, that was a quick evolution, uh, and, and change of mindset for me this last year that, uh, I think everyone's going to see a lot more of moving forward. Excellent. No, I do too. I'm, uh, have you seen any of the new Berkeley stuff? I haven't, I'm mm -hmm. just hearing about it. Do you know anything yep. about any of it? I might have a few. I might have a few of them. I might have picked a few up. <laughs> I, I got a couple of them too, gentlemen. I got a couple of them. <laughs> and yeah. I don't even have a forward facing sonar. <laughs> 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 but I, I, yeah, I'm here. Did you know that the, uh, so we just did a sports show guys in Chicago is Matt Robertson and myself and Ryan Whitaker. And, and Maddie was doing a, a seminar on that backwards jerk bait, the, the cridge. And I got to tell you guys, it's kind of yes. just, it, it's kind of like a, uh, uh, a, uh, flying, a lure. flying lure. So Matt Robertson on them was up there showing oh. everybody that the backwards, uh, jerk bait was kind of like a backwards flying lure. And he's right. He's real. He's wow. really right. I mean, it really, it's the flying it, lure that wobbles. Yeah. It gets right in their face. Yeah. It's right in their face. So. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm looking forward to you guys, uh, uh, evolving together this year on the Bassmaster Elite Series. And um and Benny, uh uh thanks for uh thanks for coming aboard and playing the first ever edition of Ask Rick and Melissa Klun anything. And uh absolutely yeah, we we have to give the points yeah. to go ahead Rick. No, I just want to thank Ben for not bringing up the, the Indian princess deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We covered that. Uh, yeah, we got that. <laughs> it was Indian priestess is what Indian it is. What it is. It says a priestess. Yeah, either one. That's, right. that's, that's, Indian. More, that's more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> she just shushed him. For the podcast listeners, Melissa Clun just shushed Rick. <laughs> Benny Milliken, we'll see you in Tejas. Sounds Best good, guys. Friends. Thank you very much. I see Thank you guys. Thank you very much, Fast Galaxy. That's Benny Milliken. Right there, Bassmaster Elite Series rookie. Not just a YouTuber anymore, folks. Benny Milliken. Hey, uh, Andrew Ellenberger, Ginger Ninja, who's up next on Ask Rick Clun Anything? Who can it be? Who do we got? Ah, yes, it's time. <laughs> Destin. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only Dirty Llama, Mr. Seth Fighter. Hello, Bass Alex. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Rick. Hey Pat, popcorn. Hello. How's it going? What's up, dude? What's up, bud? Good to see you. You're in, you're looking good spirits, Seth, in the duck room. Yeah, feeling good. Weather's nice. It was 53 degrees here today. 
Boom. Yeah. had to be some kind of a record. Heat wave. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. The, the trophy room's looking good over there, fighter. I yeah, like that's my that's my new black duck right there. Just got him back. Nice. Yeah. I Looks see good. that. You went on a little killing spree this year, didn't you, sir? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Rick, I know that you and uh, Melissa are no stranger to this uh, gentleman right here, uh, Bassmaster Angler of the Year, and and uh, just a pretty cool, proper bassin' man, uh, old Seth Fighter. So, Seth, uh, that being said here, if you had a chance to ask Rick Clun anything, What's it going to be? Fire away at Rick okay. and Liz. I have a two-part question, and uh, you've been doing this a long time. Uh, I know you don't probably don't dwell on stuff too much, but first part of the question is, as far as tournament fishing goes, not so much life or anything like that, but as far as tournament fishing goes, what's your biggest regret or like the one tournament you wish you could do over? And then also the second part of that question, like, what what event or day on the water are you the most proud of? Might not have been a win or anything, but that you just, you know, uh, are the most proud of. The, the first one uh, is fairly, fairly easy uh, because I've always tried to practice. Uh, and I believe in the theory of you have to control all the controlled variables because we have fishermen. We deal with a lot of uncontrolled variables. Yeah. And you can't control all of them. So the controlled ones, you have to control. You can never allow a controlled variable to beat you. And I did that one time. I did it more than once, but one time it was really catastrophic. And it was a BAS tournament on Lake Texoma. I would have won the tournament by seven pounds. And uh, and it was on the, I, I had, a, had the biggest string of the tournament the second day of the tournament. And, uh, 16 pounds, and I came in 14 and a half minutes late. Oh. And so I lost 14 pounds of that 16. And uh, I would have won the tournament by seven pounds. And what made it sadder was that I sit in sight of the marina for five hours because I had them all early. And I was just fishing some riprap on a Texoma railroad bridge with a bunch of riprap trying to help him catch you know, his limit. And I sit there and uh, and came in late. And Pooley Dawson was the, the guy that checked you in back back then. And uh, he said, the minute I pulled up, he said, you know you're late. And I looked at him and I said, yep, I did. I didn't even question it. The minute he looked at me, I knew Ugh. that I messed up. And, uh, well, and it was, and, and of course, you shouldn't throw out excuses, but I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> the uh, We had just gone to... For the sake of the fish, they didn't want to stack fish up. Used to, we only had three flights, okay? But they'd just gone to nine flights that year. And so you had nine different times that you could come in. And I just had put the wrong time in my brain and locked it in. And even though police said, I told you the right time. And I clearly, when he said that, I remember, yes, he, you did tell me that time. And I just didn't put it in. So that, you know, that's, again, allowed a, one thing that, a controlled variable to beat me, and that's just something. The first time that ever happened, I actually won I won the terminal Lake Okeechobee at, at Roland Martin. That's Roland Martin's home, and I beat Roland. He was second, and we actually <laughs> and we actually tied. And uh, but he had one dead fish. Oh wow! And everybody, and, and he lost two ounces. 
And so I won the tournament, and a lot of people were going, do you feel bad about him for rolling? I said, well, yeah, I feel bad about it. But no, he, he, I said, Roland is so good. You're one of the best there is and not letting this fish die. But most of the time, 99% of the time, a dead fish is a controlled variable. I said, he allowed a controlled variable to probably be. So, uh, and then, you know, karma has a way of coming back and showing you the same thing later. So anyway, that was the, the, the biggest regret. Of course, you know, there's probably a lot of others. But uh, And the second question was, what was my best day on the water? Proud, proud, well, like the proudest you were of yourself. Yeah. And you can relate to this. My proudest day, I, I ended up second. I, uh, it was on the Ohio River, and it's the one that George Cochran won. But, but I, I knew to, to catch him, I had to make a big change. I had to make a long run. I had to take the chance and walk through. And I, uh, and I did it. I did everything that day, and I fished every cast. I was in tune perfect that day. My first fish of the day was a six-something. You know, Ohio River, that's huge. And anyway, I'd never caught another fish. And I run all the way back a lot, get through barely, get back and weigh in. And uh, and he beats me by a few ounces if I just had one more fish. But I was proud of the courage because it takes courage to make changes. Uh, all too often we we live with the great day we caught the first day or the big, great bait or the bait we were using. And the courage it takes I, I most like myself in tournaments when I have shown that courage. To, to make changes, even though it's not the way I've been, been being successful. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. You were most proud of the tournaments that you were courageous in. Yeah. Really cool. Well, it, is, it takes courage to make changes. Seth knows that. I mean, yeah. I, I know he's the one that does it. In fact, uh, I, when Seth came on the circuit, I, he restored my faith in human diversity. Wow. <laughs> what does that mean, Rick? That's amazing. Well, you got to remember all the people that run tournaments and stuff are trying to, and, and other people around the tournament are trying to create this certain image of an angle, what an angle should be. In other words, my one of the best images, and it was an important one in the early sport, was Bill Dance. Bill Dance gave Ray Scott a fisherman that broke the fisherman image. Okay. And and he he dressed well, he talked well, and he he broke that image. So he, he elevated the sport when he did that. Yeah. So what, what you know, it takes a. And then Roland came along and did the same thing. Roland shows us it wasn't luck. Okay, he brought in the science. Okay, this is an art and science that you can control a lot of the variables. And uh, and so, but the other group wants us all to look the same. Wants us. To, cut our hair the same, you want us to, to, to act the same in front of the camera. And there's that's why I like a lot of these young anglers. You mentioned Matt, obviously he's different, uh, that you were with in Chicago. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I, I, but I love diversity. You know, we talk about in wildlife how we're losing biodiversity, and we are. But it, it's worse with the human species than it is with any creature. So I like people that are different. And you know, you're, you're a little bit the same way, Pat, so I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we we kind of all fit, fit that mold. And I, I think yeah. that's amazing that uh, that you said that you enjoyed the diversity that Seth brought to the sport when he first came in. Because he's not a cookie cutter. You know, I mean, he's got the long hair. You had the long hair, too, in 2000, Rick. We, yeah, that was amazing. Oh, yeah. We like yeah. We like ponytail, Rick. Rick Lunt. Oh, yeah. Well, 
I'm, I'm one of you. I'm, this, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not always going to say what they want to say. And Ray Scott was always scared to death of that. When I get on the stage, he was afraid what's going to come out of my mouth. You know, yeah, even you know when the two presidents were there, one won the classic in 1984, Bush on one side and, and uh, Clinton. Clinton on the other side. Ray, the night before. I had a big lead, so he figured I was going to win. And he comes up to me, Rick, you want me to write what you need to say today? <laughs> He's afraid what I was going to say <laughs> to these politicians. <laughs> and, and, and I said, no, Ray. I, said, I wouldn't remember it. I said, and I didn't know what I was going to say. And then the right thing, occasionally the right thing does pop out. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. Hey, Rick, uh, you and Melissa now have an opportunity to ask Seth Fighter anything. What do you think about that? You, you got anything for Seth? Mm. Putting you any on the more spot. kids? Are you going to have <laughs> any more kids? That's a no. great question. No, that, that door's shot. Uh, <laughs> Done at three. We we did just add a puppy to the mix, so I it's saw as that. Hectic, yeah. As hectic as always. <laughs> I, I don't forget the occasion, but I remember what they asked you was at the end of the season, they asked you what you were going to do. You said, I'm going to go shoot some of those ducks and get my wife pregnant. So you, if you're not getting her pregnant, you can't shoot no more ducks, right? Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying. It's just not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of practicing, though. That's the fun. Yeah. That's the fun. That's, yeah. that's, that's the fun, fun part. part. <laughs> that's outstanding. Hey, uh, Seth, 50 years. That's of insane. tournament angling. Yeah. Could you imagine you at 50 years, Seth Fighter tournament angling? No. Can't. Future Seth. I'm going to go <laughs> as long as I can, but I'd be happy if I got half that much, to be honest with you. And you got to add to that. Okay. You got to add to those 50 years. When did those 50 years start? Y'all just mentioned an 18 uh, Ben did, an 18 year old, yeah. 21 year old coming into the sport. Sure. I didn't even start until I was 26. Wow. So I put in 50 years after I was 20. Nowadays, I think somebody could come close. I don't think anybody <laughs> would be crazy enough to fish that long. But these kids are starting at 16, 17, and 18. I mean, they're already 10 years ahead of where I was when I was in my 30s. By the time they reached yeah. 25, you know. So, oh, no. and you started at what age, Seth? Bro, uh, I was 29, 30. Yeah. Okay. Um, something like that. I mean, I've been fishing since I was a kid, but as far as pro tournaments yeah. go, yeah, I was about 30. So, but I still, that's one, you know, everybody talks about breaking records. If I had to put house money on, that's one that will not be broken. Yeah, I believe you. Not competing one circuit that long, because I've competed in them many, many circuits. Pick one, let's bass or one, one or the other. Fifty years, I wouldn't. If you'd asked me, I said. If you'd asked me the same question you just asked Seth, I'd said no way. <laughs> Not happening, huh? <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> hey Seth, I got to tell you, I just uh, was telling Melissa today um, about your dad, about Pedro, and because uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Melissa's into the uh, into uh, rocks as well, and the magic oh, of yeah. rocks, yeah. yeah. She just got back from a rock convention, and I was like, "Well, Seth's dad has the most magical rocks in the Vascalis. Yeah, he's got all oh, kinds. Yeah, we got to get the cleanse some of Pedro's uh, magical pocket rocks. Okay, we can yeah. do that. I actually got a little stack of them at the house. <laughs> hey, Rick. Right. So, and and again, um, 
real talk, Pedro goes into a portal in the garage and extracts magical rocks. And the, the rocks that he gives people to amazing things happen to him. No denying. No denying amazing things happen. So the, the powers are there. Yeah, I, I'll just quote a famous astronaut. The only thing that is the difference between normal and paranormal is the gap in knowledge. Is the what? And the so gap? Gap in the knowledge. The gap in knowledge that's between Excellent. the three, the separate the three. It just means we're not, there's so much we don't understand. Yeah. There's so many. So I, I don't question anybody. Now, after I talk to them a while, my question. <laughs> but, uh, well, we wouldn't question Seth I've been, I've been, ever. I've been accused of flying around, you know, over Jay Ellis's bed. Yeah, yeah, we heard you possessed yeah, him. You're the one that brought that up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You possessed Jay Ellis, and, and you uh, and Satan. You said. You said if you were going to be flying around, you could go anywhere. You'd pick somebody better to live. It would be over their bed. Yeah, pick no, a no, different no. bed to watch. There's a lot of good choices there. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Seth Fighter. And thank you so much, Seth Fighter, for coming aboard and asking Rick. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, bud. Best yeah. of luck in 24. That's Seth Fighter. I love it. All right. Are you liking Ask Rick Lund anything so far, guys? Are you like it? You bet. You bet. Okay. Let's so, bring it on. Let's bring it on. I, I'm not sure. Are we ready? What do we have next on Ask Rick Clun? <laughs> Holy cow. Look at these two guys. They must be in a garage. It's the one and only Bassmaster Classic Jeff champion, Jeff Gustafson, and Elite Series champions, Carl Jacobson. Look at this. Look at Hi you guys. guys. It's amazing. Hi, guys. You know these guys. You know these guys. Oh, yeah. Where are y'all at? They're in their garage. I know, but where's the garage at? We're in my shop up in uh, Chattanooga. It's a secret oh, okay. location. Okay. It's underground. It's kind of like the Bat Cave, Rick. But it's... I made my way south a couple days ago. I was uh, I had enough ice fishing and uh <laughs> I was wondering if that's where you were or you were south or what. Yeah, so I just got down here and yeah, looking forward to getting back after it in the boat. But good show tonight, guys. Talk hey. much. We've hey, been enjoying awesome. it. Yeah, we're we're having fun. And um, I mean, I know you guys are, are both know Rick and you both know Melissa, but a lot of times in the hustle and the bustle of the Bassmaster Elite series tour. You might not always be able to ask each other some things that you want to ask each other. So tonight, Carl, you and, and Gussie, you have a very unique opportunity to ask Rick and Melissa Clun anything. So let's let Carl go first. Okay. And Carl, what would you like to ask? Rick I've got a, first off, I want to say big thank you to both Rick and Melissa. Um, just big inspiration, and uh, thank you for the support for me and Kayla. I know you support Kayla a bunch, and uh, wearing the FEMA hard hat and all of that, it, it, it just means a lot to us. So I want to say thank you for that. Um, I have a bit of a two-part question. I just thought of one. Is it ever possible we're going to see you in Australia to catch a barramundi? Oh. <laughs> okay. And then the second well, part is uh, you've. I love like all of your every answer you've had through the last couple of years, and with like Ford Face and Sonar and everything, it's all you always have um, a great outlook on everything with the sport. It's always positive. Um, but if 
in this current landscape, is if there was something you could change uh, with the Bassmaster or the way tournament fishing is, is there something that you would change if you could? Well, great questions, Carl. Are you talking in regards to forward fishing or just in, no? In just in tournament total tournament fishing in general. Just the overview of the landscape of tournament fishing. Oh, well, it still has the biggest fault. There's one big fault it's always had, and it and it and I was hoping by now it would fix that. And we've had a couple of opportunities, and they were kind of we missed them. But the main one is you guys know I'm not telling you nothing, but we have unlike other sports where we haven't been successful in uh, getting uh, non-endemics really involved at a big level. Fishing industry, we all know, is so small, so small, and the big the big guys in there are the outboard companies and the boat companies and tackle poor tackle guys. They barely stay alive in three or four years, and then they got to go get another loan. So, uh, so that is something I wish I knew the magic combination to, but I don't. Uh, Hopefully, you know, hopefully social media will eventually lead, lead us that way. Uh, so, but that's, you know, we're always fighting because we've got more people participating than we've ever had. Caught in the college kids and high school kids. So there's more and more pressure being put on the endemic sponsors. And, uh, and fortunately, you know, fishermen and fishermen, the one thing that you guys don't understand is the greatest gift that Bass has ever given us was given it to us by Jerry McInnes. And, it, and no, most people couldn't, if I asked you that question, could not answer what that gift was. Do you know what that gift was? I'll answer my question. So <laughs> they give us, they give us our boats. Oh. We didn't, we did not have our, have boats to put, we could not put sponsor stuff on boats. And when Jerry took over, he gave us our boats that we, we couldn't take our boats from dragging through the classic. And with a sponsor of labels all so it gave us something we could truly sell besides our shirt on our chest. Interesting. So so that's that's that that's probably the greatest gift the anglers have ever ever gotten. Using but their own still, boats, you're saying. Using their own boats. You can you know you yeah. can put a tin cup on, on the boat, you know, and drag it through the bass metro class. That was never being allowed. Uh even the FLW when they came in you weren't allowed to use your own boat in the, fi the final days or wear your shirt during the tournaments. Right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, and MLF actually tried to take it backwards. They tried, they, they brought in all one boat band. You had to be in that boat band one of the final days. I don't know their exact format, but I think they did away with that. So they took us, tried to take you back out of your boats. So that's still the greatest gift that we've had as an angler. Now social media may be the second greatest because it's so hard for these sponsors to weigh what your value was. Uh, but so I, I don't really have a good answer for what is the, everybody thinks, you know, that uh, it's not really going to change all these little band-aids you put on it. It's not going to change the big question until you get non-endemics involved. Yeah. What was the second part of the question? Are we going to see you in Australia to catch a barramundi one day? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I kind of wanted to go, but then Bobby Dennis has gone down there a bunch of time, and his wife, he took his wife, 
that's probably why they're not married together anymore. And they were fishing. I guess y'all do that at night too a little bit. Yeah. Yep. And, yep. and anyway, and she fell over and a big croc almost got her. So, oh, really? <laughs> really? Do I want to go down there with big crocs swimming around? You can handle you know, a croc, Clun. You're not, the crocs <laughs> yeah. got nothing on Rick Clun. The crocs are all in the salt water. So we're in little reservoirs yeah. above the dam. We're, we're good where, where you catch the barra. I, I personally would love and to come to Australia. You say who's so. talking, if you convince her, I have no choice. All right. I'll go see? On the job. see? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's amazing questions, Carl. Go. And, <laughs> and seriously, that was awesome about Jerry giving the anglers the boats. Really yeah. cool answer. Didn't really. Yes, everybody forgot that about that. Yeah. That was all the way back in 2006, right? I don't remember. Was it that when that, I think the start of the yeah, Elite Series is when that started? Yeah. Yes. Wow. And he, they've seen this other thing he did that most people don't realize. He made us wrap our boats. And right. uh, even a lot of your boat companies would not let you put stuff on their boat. But when we started wrapping them, they had to give that, that up. And so you could wrap it and put your sponsors on there with it. So and he actually, you know, due to ESPN, they said, you have to wrap your boat. You have to have a certain style of tournament jersey. So he made us look more professional. But the, the biggest financial thing, still not big enough, was giving ourselves boats. Interesting. That's amazing. Hey, Gus, what do you uh, what do you got for the uh, for the legend, Rick Clun, a Bassmaster Classic champion, the king of moping. <laughs> what do you mean? Bassmaster Clock? What? Yeah, Bassmaster Classic champion Jeff, Jeff Gustafson. No, you're not saying that. You're not saying that, right? Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. No. Wait. Okay. Bass correct Master me, please. Classic. World champion. World, World champion. champion. Thank Very you. Good. I I <laughs> like it, Rick. Thank and you. I for always have a problem with that until these guys and talking to people show that we didn't have yeah. anybody fishing other countries world champion we got yeah. canadians yeah. australians yeah everybody yeah, world we, champion. Now we can't say we're world champions yeah. but we got australians and canadians <laughs> and, and japanese yeah so thank you long hairs we got everybody <laughs> uh, hey i you know what rick the last few years we we love that you're still fishing and i we you know we, we hope you don't retire anytime soon and uh i've some of my favorite most memorable moments the last five years I've got to fish in the elite series. Just, I, I love when I, I, we've, I've got to be next to you in the bag line a few times. And I just love that you like to chat with all of us and it doesn't have to be about fishing and, and uh, you know, we all uh, enjoy all that and really treasure it. So um, I, but who like back in, you know, through over all the years, who's what angler like scared you the most, like who gave you the, the who worried you the most? The intimidator. Yeah. Huh. Oh, no, Larry Nixon. Yeah. Larry Nixon. Quick answer. Well, Larry wow. Nixon, you, you, you had to beat him. He wasn't going to beat himself. The general. Uh, Kevin got that way later in his career, but Kevin could beat himself early on. And, uh, but Larry Nixon was never that way. He, he came on, you had to be. And we, our styles were completely different. But I, I, it's easier to beat somebody that will beat themselves <laughs> sometimes. You know, we all Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Larry's so one of those never, guys that he, when you meet him, he never lets you down, you know, like he just, like <laughs> when I, I've got to meet him, a, you know, been around him a bunch well, of times. Yeah. And I mean, he he's just, so nice. he's, yeah, he's just a top notch guy too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He'd still be added if you had, had 
See, I owe Gary Klein a lot because I might be in the same boat Larry is if it wasn't for Gary Klein. And that is Gary Klein's the one that got me to use my long handle rod early in my career. True that. He, he kept begging me. He kept begging me to, hey, take me crankbait fishing. I'm going to learn how to crankbait. And we were still using the pistol grip rods, the loose speed sticks with the little short handles. And of course, we're still making 2,000 casts a day, but it's the, it's the emotion of a pitcher makes. And pitchers can't make but 100 casts. They're going to be taken out of the game and they've got to rest a week before they pitch again. We're making that motion 2,000 times a day and we don't take a day off. And Larry, and while I fished with Gary, about halfway through the day, he reached down and grabbed one of his flipping sticks. It was a customized eight foot rod. And he tied the crane bait on. And I'm going to myself, hmm, what's, what's, what's he doing? And he, then immediately he starts slinging it out. There. And he had outcast me by 10 yards immediately. So I noticed that. But then I said, let me try that. And I said, and golly, it was so much easier making those 2,000 casts when you're doing this motion and not this motion. Well, Larry stayed with those and, and, and longer than anybody. And it destroyed his wrist. It destroyed his elbow. It didn't help his shoulders. And so I thank uh, them for that, for those, those long handle rods. It's another thing. Oh, you know, but Larry, uh, He'd still be fishing if it's if it, if his elbows and things weren't bummed out like they are. Mm. But, uh, wow. Did you ask a question? I'm sorry. Yeah, that was. You yeah. forgot the question. <laughs> yeah. No, you uh, answered it. It was about Larry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? what okay. who, who who worried you and scared you the most? But. Yeah, and it was oh, Nixon. Yeah, Nixon. <laughs> Crazy. I didn't think. I never yeah. knew that, Rick. Well, and no, most people don't because it's like, you know. Uh, one of the things I, I, I love about fishing still is, is we've got this incredible group of young anglers. Yeah. That in here, here's an evolution. You guys need to do it. There's an evolution in all fishermen that I've observed over 50 years. We, we start out in love with it and excited and, and intense about what we're doing. And, and we, and we, we don't care if we have to eat a, and of beans every night, you know, or sleep in the back of the car. We're gonna we're gonna do it. Okay. And then you get into this stage where you do maybe you you your performance does get you a few sponsors and stuff like that. But then you get around guys like these old guys. I and mean, I'm one of them, but I don't do I really try not to do what they do. I try still even being able to be an inspirer. These old guys normally don't they turn into to complaining about everything. Complaining about the draws, complaining about the time for taking off. In other words, they go from this excitement and love for what they did to now all they can see is the negatives. And, and that's, that's the time. That's, that's kind of a controlled variable uh, that you you have control over. And so and my, I guess my point is I, I, I know a lot of these. I know it's a lot of these young anglers don't make it, and they won't make it. But that's okay. At least they had the courage to try. At least they will never look back and go, I wonder if I could have done that. You know, at least they tried. And that's what gave me the courage to quit my job at Exxon Oil Company. Was I listened to my father-in-law, who was a golfer. He crushed his hand under a NASA under a machine and couldn't golf anymore. And every weekend, talking about how good he, he could beat those guys. He could beat, you know, Nicholas. He could have beat, you know. And, I, and that hit me one day. Because I really wanted to do it. I watched Bobby Murray win the classic, and I, you know, I wanted to do this. And I think I can be that good. Yeah, but if you don't know, if you didn't try, then you never know. So at least I, that was, wasn't going to be one of my regrets. 
Courage is a recurring theme here tonight. Courage. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. And, and, and not, not lying the business of the sport because I fight it. I fought it my career, the business of the sport to, to steal you of the love of it. That's, that's outstanding. Good questions, boys. Did you, you think you guys were yeah. champions or something with questions like that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick and Melissa, do you have anything you want to throw at these two boys? I'm putting you on the spot again. I'll let her do the dirty. No, work. no, no, no. I, 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 no, I, I mean, there's so many, so many questions. Cause I, like I said, look where they came from to do what they're doing. Yeah. The journey they've been on. It's unreal. It's, it, hadn't been, it hadn't been 50 years, but somebody coming from Australia, leaving everybody and everything they know. Takahiro was the first one I observed coming from Japan, couldn't even speak the language. His parents didn't even approve of him coming over here, you know, and doing it. I mean, what they had to put up with, you know, from di different different cultures and people when they come over here. Uh, you know, you, you Canada, Canada guys, they've done, they've done a tremendous amount of uh, comic stuff about you Canadian people here. <laughs> 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 You, you've seen it back when Saturday Night Live would do that comedian guy. You know, I don't know. You guys are even too young to see me. I know what you mean, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah like Bob, strange, eh? strange brew. Yeah, yeah, eh? yeah. yeah, yeah eh? Gussie says, "Hey, you, you hosers." Yeah, yeah. That, that, and how he, he lives up in on the Arctic Circle, close. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. So this is where they were gaining the knowledge because there used to be a theory in bass fishing. That if you didn't live in the South, you'd never be a good person. Mm. That was a strong theory. Kevin is the one that really broke that theory, you know, being from Michigan. But then now these guys, you know, the Johnson brothers and these guys come out from Canada. Well, yeah, they can fish, but they're not going. They're not going to win, you know. Lo and behold, do they? Lo and behold, hey, hey, um, yeah. Rick and Melissa, I got to tell you that actually I hang out with Gussie a lot, and he says y'all now. More than he says, eh. Hey. I've started saying it. Yeah, I don't, him. I, he oh. says, he doesn't say, eh. Hey. He says, y'all. I don't mm -hmm. know. Carl, right. too. Carl says, put some shrimp uh, on the barbie, y'all. I'd get a lot of crap from my mates back home if I started saying that. Faster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, uh, Gussie and Carl, why don't you guys stick around and let's bring on, if Andy's ready, I think he picked it through the randomizer by now, I should hope. Uh, let's bring on the lucky straight cast viewer. Uh, Andy, are we good? We are good. It's Trent Webb won the uh, randomizer. Tell me his name again, please. Trent Webb. Trent Webb is the lucky straight cast Facebook live viewer who's joining us on the air. And he gets to ask uh, Rick Clun anything. Uh, Bass Galaxy. Do we, Mr. Trent Webb, yes, and he's a long hair. We like this guy already. <laughs> we already like this guy. Welcome to the show, guys. Oh, Trent Webb. Hi, Trent. Hey, you're no stranger uh, to Stray Cast. We've seen you around here many times, but yeah, I've been I've been watching for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you, but I'm glad that you got on, man. That's yeah, cool. It's awesome. Really? Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, for sure, dude. Where where, where are you at, Trent? Uh, I'm in Nashville, so. Just up the road from I Carl. He won something yeah. over there. Yeah, Carl lives yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What uh, what kind of question you got for for Rick Klein? 
Well, Rick, first off, congrats on 50 years. It's like, what a wild ride. Uh, so thank you for letting us watch your journey. Um, awesome. An- another grand inspirer was Doug Hannon. Oh. Do you have any Doug Hannon stories or learnings from him? Uh, or, and if you don't, do you have any other anglers that, you know, you, you learned a great amount from and continue to learn from it? I like the Doug Hannon question. That was cool, actually. Yeah, and I actually knew Doug fairly well. Uh, and uh, he, he was kind of an anomaly because he wasn't a tournament angler. He was a big bass fisherman, as you know. Uh, he probably, I, at that stage of my career, and it took a while for me to catch a bass over eight pounds. Uh, in fact, that used to be the, my least favorite question when I did seminars before audience. There's always a 10 year old kid that hold up and go, Mr. Klein, what's your biggest bass? And, I go, <laughs> eight and he go, and I'll never forget the first one that asked me that. He said, eight, I said, eight pounds, eight ounces. And he goes, well, shit, my grandma caught one bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> scared me to death after every time they'd stand up. But Doug, he's caught more 10 pounders than about all of us put together at that point in time. Cause that's all he fished for. Now, he did fish a lot of uh, live baits, but he did fish artificials as well. And, uh, but uh, no, uh, and I really tried to learn from him. But I, and the one thing I learned and even know better now was that I fish way too fast to catch big fish most of my career. I was fishing for two pounders and I was going to catch more two pounders than anybody. Uh, and, uh, because back then it was a 10 fish limit, dropped to a seven fish limit, and then eventually went to five. Well, that slowly increased the importance of quality fish when you did that. Because I figured if I can catch 10 a day in three day term, if I can catch 30 and just two or three good ones, I'm going to beat those people. But uh, so I, but when that started changing, then I started really picking Doug's mind. And one thing he kept telling me was, You fish too fast. He said, if you know the big fish are in that area, you need to really, really slow down. And you know there's just a wind, a small window of the day that they're going to feed, and you better figure out that small window. And he said, and you can fish all over the lake, but if you want to catch those big ones, you've got to know that window and be there, you know, during that window of time. He says, because you can fish through big fish all day. If they're not aggressive, you'll never know that they're there, especially back during those days. So I, I, I did uh, – you know, learn a lot from Doug, even though he was really, really quite different. You know, he was kind of a, a genius for his time. Yeah. Great question, wow. Trent. I, it, it seems like such a common thing that we all ignore, too. You always hear that. You always what? hear people saying, you know, people are fishing too fast. This guy's fishing too fast. I was fishing too fast. Nobody ever says you weren't fishing fast enough. Yeah. You hardly ever hear that. <laughs> we all just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> guilty <laughs> well, I, I, told, I mean I, I can tell you Aaron Martins when I won the second US Open he come up to me he was just a young California angler and Aaron Martin said how in the hell can you beat us out, out here in the west in July and August when it's 125 degrees fishing fast how can you do that and I looked at him and I said you just keep fishing that sissy crap you're throwing and you'll never be perfect <laughs> <laughs> Well, that farmer has come back and bit me. You know, <laughs> 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 these guys, guys on that little uh, 
uh, spinning rods and stuff nowadays, and they're just, uh, you know, eating my lunch. So be careful what you say. It'll come back and bite you. But, no, I was one of those that if you weren't making 2,000 casts a day and you weren't covering water, you just weren't going to. You just weren't going to get it done. And of course, Kevin made his career pretty much the same way. I, yeah. Right. And we're all products. You said we're all products of those that came before us. Even the, even the ones we didn't like, we're a product of them. Because we took a little bit of who they were and a little bit of who he is and a little bit, and we put it together and made it that that view that really fit us. We made it work for us. And then hopefully we added to it. So, and those people, I mean, I was a product of Tommy Martin and the guy you didn't know, Elroy Kruger. And, uh, Kevin was a product of Tommy and me and several other of those anglers that fish like that. So we're all products of those that came before us. And obviously Doug was kind of one of them. Our forefathers of Bassin. Yeah. Amazing. Hey, uh, that was cool. Thanks for yeah, a good question. I'm glad yeah. you didn't ask him about Sankos or something. No, <laughs> no, no, no Sanko talk. <laughs> that was amazing. Great hey, question. Yeah. Uh, thanks Bassin. for your shirt. Yeah, oh. you got one of Rick's shirts on? Yeah, I do. This is actually Britain. one of my favorite shirts. Cool. <laughs> uh, that is amazing. Uh, I, I've got something cool to show you, if 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 I could. Can, can I? Of course. Please do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a whole, uh, like, I guess, encyclopedia set is what I would consider it. Uh, mastering largemouth bass. And you were littered throughout this thing. And here is a photo of you back in the day. I don't know if you could see that or not. Oh, yeah. With the old pistol grip, ironically. Yeah. But you are th you're throughout this whole thing. Um, do you remember contributing to this book at all? That's a North American Fisherman logo I saw on that. Remember that, Gussie? The North American Fisherman? That yep. was everywhere, and that silver logo. Most common sticker on a tackle box. Yeah. Yeah, you're... Uh, Bill Linder took a lot of the photos. Did a lot of that kind of stuff when you went one of the classics, and everybody then wants to pick your brain and and there's you know and write things. And Bassmaster was all that, that Bassmaster did that one. Or is that a different? Uh, this is but, North American Fishing Club is who wrote this one. Larry Larson, I believe, was his name. Okay. Uh, a Yankee thing. a Yankee. Scares me to go back and reread what you <laughs> thought was. You know, you were both all the experts because uh, views change, and we're learning that big time right now. You know, what we used to think about deep water fish is totally been re being rewritten as we speak due to, you know, forward facing sonar. Because we were a little right on that, but uh, we, we were mostly wrong. Uh, and I guided for 15 years, and that's when I was best at using the old flashers and, and paper graphs because that was. That paper graph really was ahead of its time. It was the closest thing we have to some of the electronics we have now. But, uh, and I got to tell you this story, you know, we we're talking about what do you outlaw and what you don't outlaw earlier with all that kind of stuff. And I, my, after I won my second classic in 1977, Carl Lorenz, the original inventor of the little Lorenz green box flasher, asked me to come up to Tulsa, Oklahoma and fish with him. And I did. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, and what, he said, you know, I'm really disappointed in the anglers. And I said, why? He said, because they're, they're using my equipment in totally the wrong way. What? Said, what do you mean? He said, they're using it just to look at the bottom. He said, it's to, it's made to look at the fish. And I find it so strange now. I wish he was here to see 
and how we're looking at the fish now. <laughs> and he would love it. But he was ultimately pissed as hell that Garmin beat Lawrence to it. <laughs> but still, it's kind of an amazing view over time, you know, of those 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 kind of things. But uh, uh, no, those a lot of that. Uh, uh, you read you, when you read stuff, put it through your own filters, you know. And there's no such thing. You, you got to remember, and. It's one thing everybody says the 50 years of time I've been fishing. And, and I like time because time allows you the opportunity to correct what you were doing wrong. And uh, it's, uh, and I've done plenty wrong. And I'm sure some of that stuff in there, if I went back and could re edit it, I would re edit. So just make sure that you remember I'm just like you. I'm a learner. You know, when I was doing that, I was a learner. And some of that stuff is right, some of it's not. Yeah. Again, the reoccurring theme, have courage and learn. That's what I'm, that's, that's what yeah. I'm getting out of this tonight in my bass fishing in life, have yeah. courage and learn and be like Rick Clun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Would you say that? What? And Melissa Clun. Like... <laughs> what, what did you, what was the question you asked Melissa, Rick? We cut you off. Would she recommend that? Oh, you said she? be like Rick Clun. I asked her if she would recommend it. Most days. Most days. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no better. Be like Rick. Hey, um, this has Trent, been a really you? fun show. I Rick and Melissa, I hope you guys had a good time tonight. We did, but how old are you, Trenton? Excuse me now that oh, so yeah, I'm 32. 32. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were a lot younger. <laughs> Good genetics. You got a boyish face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Pat. Cheers. Hey, thanks, Rick. The amazing time tonight, guys. <laughs> I mean, so and now I like how you did that, Rick. You're practicing, and now back to you, Pat. It was very broadcasting like <laughs> of you, Mister Clun. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> but hey, this has been a cool time tonight, and uh, and and Carl and uh, and Goss. I hope you had a good time too. Um. Well, we have some stuff to. Uh, we uh, thanks Trent, Trent uh, dipped out. Good to see Trent. I'm glad he won today. Straight cast viewer. Yeah, that's that a really cute, cool viewer to yeah to win yeah. the deal here. Um, while we got you all together, let's give away some prizes and then uh, let's get the heck out of here. What do you think? You want to wrap it up together here on the Straight Cast Show tonight? Let's do We're it. Here. So, um, Andy, is there any way that you could text Rick or Melissa the Waterland winner? Because you you're on. You got your phone by you, Melissa? Right? She's yeah. snatching the phone. All right. We are going, so if you didn't like and share the Facebook feed, it was your miss. You didn't get a chance to come on tonight with Rick Clun. And you did not get a chance to win a pair of Waterland sunglasses. Rick's new uh, sunglass sponsor of your choice. Now, Melissa, would you, uh, would you like a drum roll or a fanfare or anything to give your first prize announcement on Straight Cast? You want any just of that? The name, just sure, but the name of the person would help too. I oh, you don't have oh, okay. <laughs> Andy's, Andy's texting it to Melissa. So oh, all right, something came. It's a long, it's okay, a long it name. Sorry. It's got to go to space first. It, yes, yes, it went to space and then okay. came back down okay. to your complex. It's here now. It's here now. Okay, the winner of the Waterland. This just in. Jason Vandenberg. Jason. Vandenberg, you won. You won a pair of 
Is that right? Jason Vanderberg. Vandenberg. So you got some shades. You got some shades. Comp, throw some shades with water and direct message JR Rock and Shoal Fantasy on the Straycast Facebook page. And uh, and there it is. Hey, uh, Melissa, you want to just be our prize girl tonight? You want to like just keep giving stuff away? Like, so let's, sure. let's, okay, there it is. We nominated you. So how about you want to give away the 10 cup whiskey prize box? Sure. All right, Andy, uh, hit her with the, uh, 10 cup whiskey prize box winner. <laughs> <laughs> what do it's we got? Coming from space. It's coming from space. It's coming from space. Yeah. Bam, bam, Congratulations, bam. Bill Weimer. Bill Weimer. You won the 10 cup whiskey box of fun to your door right there all right there it is that we wrapped it up that's another episode of stray cast rick and melissa best of luck on your 50 <laughs> years <laughs> come on 50 years of bass angling it's crazy it's crazy talk we look forward to seeing you in a, in a couple weeks buddy yeah, yeah. Me too. yeah a couple of weeks watch out for all the trees I yeah. think the leg's going to come up over top of them, though. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Bye, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. Rich one. Thank you. Amazing evening. Gussie, thank you. Carl, thank you. Peace. Wow. Popcorn. Yeah. That was awesome. Another Rick Klein Another evening Rick with. Klein. So good. Holy smokes. Where's Andy Ellenberger? Come here, Andy. <laughs> come here, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Andy, are you home? Yeah, hold on a minute though. Uh, Andy's still wrapping things up. Producers yeah. do stuff like that. I got. I'm now, doing what was your favorite too. part? My favorite part was everything Rick Clun said tonight. Yeah, and Melissa, same here. Like I did when yeah. I thought I couldn't know anymore, I knew more. Yeah, and uh, I want to be more courageous in everything I do. After listen, I'm being serious. Yeah, I, I am going for it. Everything I do, I'm giving zero Fs and going for it. I like. I just liked hearing that. That's his his proudest moment. Was was from the courage from the that, courage that's tournament. All, that may, I mean that. I wish I would have heard that twenty years. Ago. Ryan, you need to make some thirty seven mile runs down the river. Now, now when I now if I'm thinking about making a you know fifty mile run, I'd be like, well, I'll feel good about myself after I do. I've never thought of that before. I'd be like, yeah, you feel brave. Unreal. Even if you come back with nothing. <laughs> took the chance wink for the fence when you see a chance take it <laughs> long romance make it right there it is hey um another amazing addition to straight cast tonight i had a, a a swell time so good if i must say so fun um thank you to benny milliken thank you to seth fighter thank you to carl chocops thank you to jeff gustafson thank you to trenton webb and thank you to every single one of you out there in the uh in the Bass Galaxy. Thank you, BASS, for the amazing opportunities you provide these anglers because of a little fish right here. Thanks, Ray Scott, for your dream. Hey, uh, Stray Cast shows throw shade with Waterland sunglasses. Thanks, Zach and the boys, for giving away shades tonight. Thanks, Luke Foley and Tin Cup Whiskey, the official brown liquor of Bassin, for giving away a uh, Tin Cup Fun Box. Omnia Fishing, Sims, Bob's Machine, Impulse Lithium Batteries, Berkeley Fishing, Abu Garcia Fishing. We float on Crestliner, and of course, we power pull down for pleasure. 
Bass Galaxy. Oh, and tightrope fishing, of course. Tightrope fishing. Calsag bass anglers. Calsag bass anglers. Boom, boom, poo, pop, ping. Thanks, Bob. (laughs) Thanks, Bob. Cobb. Thanks, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, too, for your your beginning part of it. And uh, hey, uh, I'm Pat Renwick. Um, we might be back next week. We might not. That's the beauty of Stray Cats. But uh, hey, best of luck to all of the competitors uh, in the Opens uh, tomorrow on yes. Lake Okeechobee to our horses in the race. And don't forget to check out uh, the uh, best bass fishing hosts in the business. Uh, that's Brad Leitner and Jamie Bruce on Into the Great Wide Opens on the Stray Cast Network. Uh, I'll see you then or I'll see you on another time. I'm Pat Remwick. I'm out of here. That's Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. And this has been an Andrew Ellenberger Ginger Ninja production. Ciao. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!